0: hey jeff hey how are you i'm pretty good how are you doing well thank you jeff we are at a tipping point here this is episode 246 big number we are only a few a handful away Mm -hmm. from our landmark episode episode number 250 and therein lies the problem that we don't have a guest we don't have time we don't have leads we are in danger of having no guest for episode 250 and then what
1: and then i don't know
0: will, will people listen to an episode with just us yes what if we stopped doing these podcasts at episode 249 and the big reveal is
1: that the 250 was inside you the entire time that's right you do being you think our listener yeah do you,
0: do you think people go nuts for that do you think people would find it to be an issue
1: no i think people love a metaphor <laughs> i think people people love the ending of sopranos right i did
0: i, I did too so, so this is that. This is that. Guys, let us know who you want for episode 249 because that's that's it. Well, that's the big announcement today. Yeah. Well, that and we have another podcast that we're doing.
1: Oh, Two Jews and Two Black Dudes. Yeah.
0: New episode. We reviewed Green Book with Styles and Sheik and Jadakiss all in the studio and it's a great episode, and people are like, why is this not downloading to my phone? I haven't seen it. I'll tell you why. Tell them, Jeff. Because you haven't subscribed to Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies That is on its separate feed. This is like when when like people are like, hey, my computer's not working. It's like, oh, you got to turn it on. Guys, real simple solution. Two different podcasts. This is a waste of time with It's the Real. The other one is a spinoff. It's called Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies. Go subscribe over there. We've been telling you to do that. It's not our fault.
1: No. Is it? Well, yes. Okay, it's our fault. I think if we were better at telling people to do things, they would do it.
0: Well, here's something that I would like people to do. Okay. And I swear to God, I'm not jealous of any other podcast in any way.
1: Not one? What about like Mark Marin? I am not. Not his mustache?
0: I I promise you I'm not jealous of his mustache.
1: Of his thousand episodes that he just did?
0: Jeff, I'm not jealous of the episodes, the cats, nothing. What about the
1: Netflix series that he's on about the women wrestlers? Glow,
0: I'm not jealous of that. No. Okay. Uh, I love it. I'm not jealous of it.
1: Are you jealous of the Bodega Boys?
0: I am not. Neither one. I'm fine with both of them individually and together.
1: Oh, wow. What about uh,
0: uh, Charlie and Mac? Who were Charlie and Mac? Those are Deez's pets. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> jealous of them. But shout out to them. You know the you know the pet names. Yeah, I don't. You know. are real Hive. My God, I don't know Marrow's maybe four I'm children's j- names. Maybe though. I'm jealous
1: of that. fact. Are you jealous of Marrow's children? <laughs>
0: yes, but but not for their podcasting <laughs> abilities. No. All right. What about uh, Joe Budden's podcast? The Joe Budden's podcast. Here's the one thing that I'm jealous of. I'm jealous of the fact that Joe Budden has. Joe Budden fits, and I don't. I don't know like what the what the genesis of that is beyond like him having just outrageous and ill fitting outfits, just sweatpants and vests and hats and, and capes. Now you're just saying words and fedoras, <laughs> feathers. I'm not jealous of them. I'm just I. Uh, I wish we had one. I wish we had fits the real,
1: a, a style. Instagram I, you, you know based what? off of us where it, they would
0: just tear us apart. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be about our outfits per se. Uh, you know. Uh, you just like the pun. I like, you know. You like fits the real. Do something with that. Uh, Photoshop us like baby on baby. Just put us in different environments. Fits the real. Or maybe you don't like that. I don't. Okay. Keep Maybe going. you don't understand it. Yeah, that's the that's where I'm going with it. Make us Irish. Make us Irish. Fits the real and add Rory, F I T Z the real. So fits it's, the real. It's
1: us and Rory, Rory McNasty. Mm-hmm, yep, Irish McNasty.
0: That's the one. Irish McRory. That's the one. And, Drunky uh, mix Irish. Right and uh, yeah. Fits the real. Fits the real. You guys do it. I don't know. Get, get creative. Own that. Get, go get verified and uh, you know just give a little life to uh, your old friends over here at It's the real. Yeah. But uh, but that's it. I'm not. I'm not jealous of anyone.
1: Okay, what about uh, what are the (laughs) podcasts? Yeah,
0: you don't listen to podcasts. I I don't listen to
1: podcasts. But they're like maybe I'm
0: jealous of you for that.
1: (laughs) There's like thousands of podcasts. Everybody have a podcast.
0: I'm, uh, you know, I'm jealous of Conan O'Brien for getting Michelle Obama on the podcast. Did he really? He did. Yeah. Oh, I would listen to that. Yeah, I, I, you know, only because we tried to get. (laughs) <laughs> Tried to get the first lady For <laughs> for the uh, For 250 Yeah For 249 well, She wasn't big enough I, No I'm gonna be honest We we didn't get We didn't get Michelle Obama And we didn't get Melania Trump We got f- fake Melania <laughs> On the podcast Wouldn't that be something That'd be so good Wait, Fake Melania we- Cat guy and fake Melania yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys we're not gonna have A 250th episode <laughs> It's over. That's fine.
1: Yeah, because the 250th episode was us the entire time. (laughs) I mean, it was you. Like, Uh, you, the proverbial you. Yeah, that's right. It was one.
0: It was was you. 250 was one. 250 was a metaphor. You know? I don't know, Jeff. What do we do now? The train is off the rails.
1: We could talk about... uh, I've been buying awards for my room. To make you feel better? Well, basically... I, I i like um, talk about metaphors yeah my new thing is I've been buying trophies that I never won so like bowling like from the 70s like i I like the idea of my aesthetic now is a bunch of trophies you had an empty shelf and you
0: thought know. let me fill it with uh other people's winnings right Yep. Well, but I thought it was
1: funny you're making it seem sad no 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 I, I think it seem like I think
0: it looks great I think it it plays great I just want to give people uh the full picture all the context. You have an empty shelf,
1: And, and I'm just and you're filling it
0: up with other people's possessions. With sadness. No, it no, no no The only thing sad is that they're not like number one trophies. You no, want no, to that's get the like funny thing. Number two. No, I yeah. get I get that it's funny, Jeff. <laughs> you're making it seem I'm not making it seem anything. You're the one who's buying these second place <laughs> I trophies. I just want people
1: out there to know I'm not that sad. I'm just, just telling w- the truth. I think it's funny to buy trophies that I never won.
0: How sad is Jeff? Have you listened to the Juice World uh Oh man? <laughs> yeah have you listened to the juice world album first of all yes have you listened to uh fallout boy yes yeah have you listened to like afi yes oh see now Uh, no
1: see i've gone down like a real bad path
0: afi is like fifth place (laughs) (laughs) jeff who's on the podcast today we
1: have fake melania
0: not fake melania we have the real dj megan wright you know her from hot 97 you know her from the heavy hitters you know her from Interscope. She's got a couple songs out and an album on the way. And Megan is the truth. She has lived a lot of lives.
1: Yeah. Like this is one of those episodes where you know somebody for one thing just from being around. Yeah. And then you actually dive into their story and you're just like, oh, wow. Like you've you've taken a lot of different turns and speed bumps and like Yeah, I
0: I don't want to get into all the details because I feel this is is something when you peel back the different layers, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's more. But she's she's overcome overcome so much. And to be such a beautiful spirit and come in here and tell her story in full candor with no hesitation is really remarkable. And that she's achieved so much is even more. Shout out to her. Shout out to DJ Enough. Shout out to Vince from the Heavy Hitters. Shout out to all the Heavy Hitters. We'll see you at the retreat this year.
1: Ooh, Dominican Republic.
0: And, uh, and or, or Poconos, where do they have it? I, I, I'm not even sure anymore. Maybe here. They love the apartment that much.
1: I'm trying to remember where the, the song Aruba Jamaica, Ooh, I want to take it to the. Oh, Kokomo. Kokomo is different than Poconos.
0: Is it in Kokomo?
1: No, but I, <laughs> I was just like, wait, why was Poconos in that song?
0: Jeff, when do you want to get into it? <laughs> right now. Yo, what up? Eric, aka Canada Goose, aka Just touched down. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, aka Alone With My Thoughts, aka Pimp Traverse. If that
2: was my turn, <laughs> I get to do this? You get to do Yo, this. Yo, what up? It's DJ Megan Wright, and I'm just not to you here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's your third favorite podcast to waste time but it's the real. <laughs> 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 Megan, what's happening? What's going on? Yo. Sorry we're a little
2: late, but it's enough small.
0: You know what? Podcasts of Forever, yeah. you're never late okay? okay? Wow. Perfect. Yeah, I know. Perfect. How about that? Perfect. Um, you are the kindest person that we know, and that's before we found out that you said you would put this over anything else. I would. Enough hit us up yesterday and said, this is bigger to her than Oprah. It is. And. <laughs> That, Seriously, that doesn't compute. With he us. was
2: late today, getting yes. me, and yeah. I literally called him. He had a very important meeting. I won't say what, but it was super. Just think about someone super famous, like award winning, famous, yeah, 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 like yeah. legend. Yeah, that he was meeting with, and I'm <laughs> like, if you don't hurry up, I'm gonna leave <laughs> because you're making me late. Right,
1: and you're gonna for look my crazy. Oprah. I, yeah,
2: and <laughs> I don't want to give off that impression on my first. Oprah interview oh my god and do you
1: think we're gonna make you cry in this interview
0: oh
2: my gosh you might <laughs> yeah, yeah it depends like, or or depends what kind of research you've done or
0: you get something free underneath do your I get seat. a
2: car <laughs> you get a car you get a
0: car <laughs> so this is the Upper West Side as you know but they
2: don't honk here
0: what, in we, general? Oh, well, they, we, they stopped, definitely we do.
2: stopped traffic and we didn't hear any honking. I'm just saying, I was like, this is nice.
0: Yo, that's some celebrity stunt right there, by the way. Like, we stopped traffic. Okay, well, we it's didn't like, need yeah. to,
2: but he had, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to make this worse. I'm not, not going to, never mind.
0: Yeah, how many people recognized you on 90 Whatever Street? Zero. Damn. I well, know. let's wait outside later okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long ago, when we first met Cameron, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, where do you guys live? And we're like, oh, we live at this address. And he was just like, oh, South Harlem. And we're like, okay, cool. That's funny. Yeah, you, that's- <laughs> you said it. We'll run with it. It's great. So we befriend our mutual friend, DJ Enough, uh-huh. back then. And we're like, yo, we're from South Harlem. Da-da-da-da. This is before, by the way. Real estate agents were like this is technically going to be South Harlem. Okay. So it was a funny thing. It was like in jest. And so Jeff would call up enough while he was on the set and say, South Harlem checking in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And enough would be like, yo, these idiots from, you know, South he's Harlem. Like, want me to
1: call it South Harlem. In. Like, yeah. let me know. Yeah.
2: But first of all, first of all, enough has no business because he's Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But yeah. He knows what I'm going to say. He's, he's lower East side,
3: mm. which
2: is nothing wrong with that, but born mm. in lower East side. So, That's what I'm saying, he has no business House house of
3: no, he's got a mic. He does he's have a microphone. Hold up. I was actually born in
0: Harlem. <laughs> oh, oh so good.
3: I was really born. Yeah. So it's Metropolitan Hospital. Everything what? is fraudulent? I was born in Metropolitan
2: Hospital oh, in Harlem. This is just fraud. like
1: when Dip said sort of like, you know, had their old thing. Yeah, it was yeah, like, Jim yeah. Jones is from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> we so, don't even
2: know his, you anymore. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Brooklyn over here is Harlem, Lower East Side. Oh, uh, man. Wow.
1: A whole House of Cards <laughs> just fell apart. I know.
0: Who are you? Yeah, I know. Well, Megan, where are you originally from?
2: Originally, I'm from from Virginia
0: okay what part
2: okay so I was born in northern Virginia yes but I like started DJing and stuff in Norfolk okay so I kind of understand when enough is saying where he's from is kind of based on where he
0: where he lays his head kind of
2: well also <laughs> yeah. where you kind of came into yourself and yeah. especially as a DJ so sure. when people ask me where I'm from I also get really confused because before I moved to New York I was living in Houston and Houston was the first place where I was actually um I guess you could say like accepted i felt accepted like i felt a part of the city and so i forget that i'm not from there sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so
0: literally so you don't think that like home if if someone says where's home you don't say northern virginia
2: i do but it's been so long since i've been there Mm -hmm. because i started really early i left when i was 16 i started djing in like the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area, was not old enough to be in the clubs. Went in there anyway. Mm-hmm. Gave fake people, ID. What was your well, name? Well, no. See, let me tell you. Let me tell you the thing. <laughs> so I started. What was your name? Fake ID. I um I started college really early, and I like had this whole plan of like being a doctor because I'm like who I like literally went like on AOL.com and was like who makes the most money in careers, and I was like okay, well I I that was what was important to me was having mm-hmm. money. Because sure. I grew up not having any. And so, then
1: you realize that Kylie Jenner actually Mm. makes the most money not at the time she was like four so
2: (laughs) well maybe a little older so i um it's a doctor so i went to school for chemistry right yeah and then i had never been to a party before but i had a college id so i'm 16 years old with a college id because they give you an id so when i'm going to these parties no one had any idea how old i was because they just ask for your college ID. Sure. So I gave them my ID. I went into my first party. I think it was like a cute pajama jam or something, some fraternity party. And I saw the DJ and I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but this is what I want to do. Well,
0: most importantly at that party, were you in pajamas?
2: You know what? <laughs> I don't even remember that part of my memory. Damn. My, yeah, I'm, I'm sure about- I was because I'm like, I probably was not like a wife beater or like, I'm gonna be honest like
1: do you love a good
0: party theme
2: yes okay at this point in my life Mm -hmm. I'm going to party themes, and I like to dress up I used to hate doing that right and I like to dress up so Halloween yes and last year I was Khalees the year before that I was Lil Kim and I had my friend make like a whole Lil Kim from the 1997 VMAs where she did ladies night with Angie Martinez and Brad, and everyone was there I did the Lil Kim with thing I should find it and show you you're gonna be like oh my god is that you
0: with her breast out
2: my breast was not out. No. I think no, the, no, that was that was not that was a, that was not, a different, year. Was a different oh, year. No, yeah. you're little Kim I know, I know. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Eric. Correct me. What? You know, how like different
0: podcasts have like researchers? That's what we're going to yeah. have like enough to like yeah, yeah he's on Google like <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> chime in eventually. It'd be like that was 96. Like come on. 98. Yeah, I yeah. find it. Um
2: no, but it was like the Rhinestone like Little Kim, but I didn't. I was kind of upset that she didn't post me because it started like moving, but she didn't. Because Did you that add year? Her? Well, no, she saw it and sent me a video. But oh. that year, Beyonce was also Little Kim, so her mm. page was dedicated to Beyonce. Which you know what? It's like, of yeah. course. You know, so. Or
1: is it time to start beef with Beyonce? <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. I am a member of the V-Hive. <laughs> Do not start that because I know Houston, they are always listening. Fellow Houston family. Yes. Yes. That's, oh yeah. This is the outfit. Yeah. All oh, right. Notice how yeah, yeah, yeah. both outfit. of her breasts are covered. They're oh yes. Both this covered. is true. Yeah. That was that year. Right. So <laughs> now, when you and anybody says the year nineteen ninety seven, yes. this mm-hmm. is what you need to think about. That's, yes that's exactly what I (laughs) think about by the way yeah
0: so you're you're born and raised for 16 years in northern Virginia like Arlington area
2: uh, Annandale Alexandria kind of area Alexandria
0: right and were your parents in government or anything
2: no it was just like a weird coincidence my dad is actually from Mobile Alabama okay so I actually was there like two weeks ago
0: in mobile um
2: yeah i was in mobile um and enough actually calls me this is like a whole nother story he calls me <laughs> and because he had heard that i was in like i don't know trouble you yeah sh- okay i was kind of
1: whoa you had the yapper on you okay. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> so enough hears through the some okay <laughs> yeah step back mm-hmm. step back step back step back so in Mobile, so but he hears that I'm in like a drive by or something, and is calling me, and I'm sleeping because I had been up all night, like dealing with the situation. Yeah, and um, yeah. So then I call him. I'm like, I'm fine, but this is what happened. <laughs> by the way, I'm always the person that calls and goes, I'm fine. But let me tell you what happened. Yeah, he's shaking his head. So I was in Mobile, um, Mardi Gras, big mm-hmm. thing. Mobile. Yeah, and um, people think Mardi Gras, they think New Orleans, but no- Mobile was actually the place where it originated. Um. So, I wanted to link with some artists out there uh, who I did mixtapes with. I did some mixtape projects with OMBPZ and Neff the Pharaoh. Awesome. So, I. Linked with them, and PZ was actually shooting a music video with Lil Boosie. And because I have Southern roots, Boosie is God. Yes. So I was like, I'm, of course, I'm gonna go. Like, yeah. and then you're gonna like merge and get into the parade and stuff. I was like, ah, what? I'm, I'm in there. I told my family, I'm gonna see y'all in a little bit. Yep. I'm gonna go holler and see what's going on here. Right. And so then they had a show um, after that, and I just, I wanted to, you know, be able to see PZ perform because I think OMB PZ is like, he's just such a, he's he has such star potential. And, um, he really did his thing on, on, on our mixtape. So I was excited to go, you know, and see them. So I went, went to the video shoot. It's popping. We was, you know, around the corner from my grandma's house. You know, a lot of it was going on. It's good. Everything was good. Get to the club, which is, I don't know. I think it was in like downtown mobile. And that's where things, you know, when you're in a space and you feel the energy Mm -hmm. there was like a weird energy that you know i kind of like felt being in there and when you're from the south it's a little different than like clubs of north you know so because people have guns (laughs) you know so that's that's the main difference people people have guns so especially when i first started djing i can i can tell you maybe 10 times i've been in clubs where they were like shot up yeah but it's just it became like okay this is a thing. Like, we're just like, this is, you know, I'll never forget, I was doing this one club one time and people started shooting and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. And it's just, you know, I got like pushed up against the wall, I leave, I come back and all my equipment is gone. Someone Damn. stole my equipment and I'm like, what the, like hard <laughs> drive, like everything was gone. That's but terrible. But that was kind of, yeah, it was like awful. And yeah. then it's like, I just had started DJing so it's like, you have to, now I've got to get a new computer, and now i got to get all this stuff, and I'm like, how am I going to and do this? And I got shot
1: yeah. at. I know, but yeah, see, you
2: were alive. You yeah. were my alive. brain didn't even think that. My brain was like, my stuff is gone. I'm going to DJ next week. Like, what the heck? Like, You know, so then when you move to different parts of the country, like I've lived in a lot of different parts. I went from Virginia to, let's see, where did I go? Oh, now I'm confused. I went from Virginia to Miami to West Palm Beach to D.C. to Houston to New York. But during Those all that, are all places also, you lived? yeah trying to be this DJ and during all those times that time though I was also a tour DJ so I toured and was like on the Europe road and stuff. so I was oh you know who so was when collecting your mail actually you know it's crazy <laughs> you know it's crazy like Nobody. I don't I know, know. <laughs> like I'm sure it got sent back and now it's like I don't know now it's out of habit I'm like I'm wondering if like somebody like is looking for me and well, now it's like you know online but yeah I could have stuff anywhere like in all of these different states just like <laughs> Just I just <laughs> got a New York driver's license. I had a Texas Congratulations. license. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I had a Texas license still, and then I lost it, and then I was like, my ID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, that same ID that I was using, <laughs> yeah. that college ID to get into the club. So no. you had
0: to go actually to the DMV and sit there and, like, switch over everything. I did. New picture?
2: I did, yes. Okay. And it's all hair. Oh, yeah. So, like, because I have a lot of hair, so yeah. just, <laughs> it just literally looks like... Uh, like yeah yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> at Halloween. exactly yeah exactly yes you yes. know who,
0: you know who never changed his license id
2: who can i see it okay <laughs> so how could you not change this by the way i'm this a child is amazing how does
0: he get on a flight is the it question ex- well i have expire, to
2: expire it's gonna
1: expires in 2023 you think right or 2021 20, yeah
2: enough please look at this <laughs> have <you seen> this. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wow. 16 years old. It's some 5'11. <laughs> it's like it's a fake ID in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like No. Yeah. But yeah, now right. but
2: some kid you can like give that to somebody. Well, no, don't. Don't. Right. Yeah. No, this is actually a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah go keep going with this yeah. thought? Yeah. No, but yeah. like you could, like I don't know. I just I had like a whole super bad situation in my life. Get head my 16-year-old about- <laughs> friends into the club. Sure. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Megan. Yeah. yeah I think mean, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, it's all about the I don't know what you think my life
1: is like, but I'm not out here being like hanging outside of schools. Yeah. So your dad's from Mobile. Uh,
0: where's your mom from?
2: My mom is from, uh, where is she originally from? I don't know. I know I was born in, I know she was born in Nebraska, but I think she was originally from Kansas or something. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. My grandpa was in the military, so it was like a lot, you know.
0: And so you were born there. Do you have any siblings?
2: I do. I have three sisters. Older, younger? Um, I have one older, two younger. I also have an Ancestry DNA brother that I just found. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. I've had such a very, from like shootouts to here. Yeah. Very yeah. eventful. Was that ever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that
0: ever a thought when you first like put your information in? So
2: I wanted to like see where I was from. Um, I guess everyone's just become obsessed with like where they're from. Sure. And I got tired of everyone being, because like when I moved to New York, before, when I'm, like, down south, it's just, like, you're black and white. That's it. Yeah. And now everyone's, like, like what kind? I'm, like, I don't know what, you mean, what kind. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't, we never had, nobody ever asked me that until I got here. So I was, like, maybe I should find out what kind of white and what kind of black I am. Yeah. So I did Ancestry DNA, and I found out, and I'm literally, like, the definition of half and half. Like, nobody intermixed before me. Wow. I'm literally, like, 50%, like kansas Hurricane, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah uk s type whatever and then 50 percent african from like west africa which makes wow. sense because a lot of the slave ports were there mm-hmm. um where is then, your
1: brother your new so, brother from so
2: you get your results and i guess if anybody else does the test you can see you know so i saw like my great uncle he was there i saw his little profile but then at the top i'm like hmm, close <laughs> family brother i'm like I don't know this brother and I started Googling him and I looked him up and I found out that he was pretty much had been living in New York city and Brooklyn for like the past, like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. And I'm just like, so I decided I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided born in Harlem. (laughs) So I decided to, I, um, to, I found like a work or something. I can't remember if I found a work email or email or whatever. And I, and I, uh, messaged him, but then I forgot about it.
0: Wait, what do you say?
2: Like, I was just like, hey or i might have <laughs> been like yo i'm your sister or yeah. something like that literally i was just like so kind to of your sister you know you want to talk 98 cool. yeah yeah if you don't also cool no big deal because i knew my dad was you know i know there's others out there so i was like you know but I, you know i saw how like what he did and stuff and i'm like oh maybe he like you know but then i i, I dead ass forgot about it
0: did anything like, come of
2: it so eight months later he like messages me and I, it pops up like you know when you get a message on like some kind of social media it pops up like in your email so and so sent you messages and I'm like oh and he's like oh shit or something <laughs> like that right so i ended up like writing him back and i'm like yeah if you're ever in new york you want to talk because he had never met my dad before wow. and my dad passed away right so I was like, if you want to talk, whatever. I was like, I'm in Soho right now. He was like, me too. And I'm like, wait, you too? He was literally, I was at Laura Fish Bar, and he was right next door. What? And he walked over. And then we took this picture. I'm going to show you this picture.
1: Well, how so yeah, be th-
2: careful if you do ancestry DNA. You <laughs> might not be ready for like what could possibly happen. Are you guys Please, friends now? Yeah. Oh, that's. It good. was. A little, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they're,
0: they're siblings. No, yeah, I, but, I know that, but I mean, you don't have to like them. It was that's a true. little.
2: It yeah. was a little. Do, don't I know that? No, you, at first, it was a little like. Look at our smiles. We look exactly the same. It's really that's creepy. That's crazy. It's kind of weird. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he's super cool. So, I like filled him in, you know. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, so I told some people you were my sister, and they're like, Megan, right, your sister. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, you know. And I just, he didn't like.
0: He didn't know you stopped traffic. Yeah. You know, yeah. at all. We yeah. had like
2: one and a half people out there. Right, right, right. right. Um, but no, yeah, it's super cool. Wow. So, that's my brother. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: How are you doing with all that?
2: I'm fine, except for the fact that I found out that he also lived in Miami when I was in Miami and I was like kind of homeless there. And I'm like, I could have lived <laughs> oh, with pfft. you. Like, yeah. you've got a house still on Brickle and I was like <laughs> struggling trying to make it as DJ in South Beach and you're just like living in a high rise Brooklyn. Is he a doctor?
0: No, yeah, he works I, yeah in living out her dreams. Yeah. Is he everything you wanted to I be? Know, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. How was it growing up in a household where there were so many girls?
2: To the point where i think if i ever had like a son i wouldn't know what to do <laughs> literally i would call enough and be like uh, uh does it does it piece sitting right. down like what do you do like i would have no i would have no idea what to do because i was like around nothing but women like nothing but women
0: how did you get to the point where you graduated at 16 and went to college right well, after i
2: didn't have like the best home life um my my dad was like super super abusive my parents actually lost custody of me when I was 14 Um, but I think when I was like really young my brain was kind of like You know what? You have to make it. You have to be successful because like you have to get out of this. You have to get out of this. So I started taking a lot of classes. I tested out of some things as well. And I graduated high school after three years. So even though my parents had already lost custody of me, I was set up to be able to graduate. So I left and I literally haven't been back since.
1: When you were out of your parents' custody, Mm -hmm. where were you staying?
2: I was a ward of the court first and then I went to live um, with my aunt. And I stayed there for like a year, and then I left. So your it mom's was sister. My mom's sister. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was not. I went from like being in the city to being like really close to like West Virginia, and I don't know. It was just like population, like ten black people at the school, like, and then it was just not. You know i had a lot of issues i was like fighting at mcdonald's and stuff with, sure like, well, and stuff. well you mean me. you
1: had just gotten out of a very yeah. abusive situation yeah
2: yeah so it was it wasn't easy but i feel like a lot of the stuff that i went through kind of helped me as like my entertainment life hasn't been easy yeah so you know things that happened to me early kind of like set me up to be i guess strong in a sense um just to deal with everything that this amazing music industry has to offer. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: but but as a as a 14, 15 year old, mm-hmm. when you're going through that, I was a
2: fucking hot mess. I'm not gonna lie. Well, who could you who
0: could you rely on if anybody?
2: Nobody until I got to be when I moved and started to like become a DJ. Um, I met somebody. His name is uh, DJ Mister Nice. He's actually the person who started me. All, like I don't really think anybody teaches you how to DJ but there are people that you're around that kind of mold you and make sure you're you know you're doing things a certain way so he wasn't the first person that ever like was like here are some turntables but he like really molded me as a DJ and he literally became my brother. So it's like, I'll have a habit of saying that's my brother. And then like, Oh my, aunt. you know what I'm saying? And Just then because, like your actual brother. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's literally my brother. And it yeah. was really cool. Cause when I actually got the job at hot 97 and we were doing like the, you know, the guest mixes and stuff, I had enough and I was like, I have, the, I'm not in a place where I can pay him back yet, but I know he would love to DJ wow. and do like the throwback mix at noon. So can we set it up? Because wow. like, he was like, he literally was the person that i had from being like you know i'm super young i'm a teenager i'm trying to like do my thing and i'm I'm sure i was probably fucking terrible too like at djing probably i'm sure like but i literally two weeks after i started i was trying to get into clubs because i needed money sure so it's like i'm the per- i was by myself like i'm in college but i was independent so i'm like you know how like when you go to school and you're trying to get like scholarships or loans or whatever situation out I was like filed under like independent because I was awarded of the court so I'm like I have to pay for things like I don't have any money so if, if DJing if I'm also going to do this I have to figure out how to make money from doing this as soon as possible and so I'm like in clubs I'm like burning CDs of like my little mixes and like just going to clubs like hi I'm a DJ can you let me DJ and they're looking at me like uh, okay, <laughs> like, sure, and I'm, like, 17 years old trying to dress myself up, I'm probably trying to put lipstick on and just, like, look like I'm a little bit older, so people will give me that opportunity, but the the biggest problem I had was my music knowledge back then. Because I was so young, because hip-hop and stuff was not allowed in my house, I didn't know a lot of it, and the problem with that, <laughs> when you're trying to be a DJ, it's a big problem, Sure, and not only that, it's, like, I started to know... You know the era and stuff that was coming out at that moment but i didn't understand any like old school stuff because i didn't grow up around it so Mister the nice did the a lot of like i guess you could say like the 25 and up party so if you're 21 you're going to a 21 party you know you're going 21 and up if you're going to a party that's labeled 25 and up you're literally like 35 40 and up and you're going for the reason of hearing classic music like, right you know that's what you're going for so he DJed a lot of those parties which are honestly the funnest parties anyway because people are just like you know they're dancing they're going crazy but you have to know your music yeah and so i would open up for him at these parties and it would be like i i i can clearly picture this one club it was called aqua lounge that i was djing at he's djing and he's like go ahead. Now you go. Right. And I play one song and everybody leaves the dance floor. And I'm like, and then he looks at me and walks away. And so I'm in tears. Like I'm crying. I'm like, and nobody is on the floor. Everyone's just standing around with their drinks, just looking at me. And I'm like, this is a disaster. So I had to learn like,
1: wait, what and, song was it?
2: Uh, I think it was, Cassie, Me and You. Wow. Which, I by I the way, that. is a bop. Which it is. Yeah. But they but didn't But not play for that room. Right, no, right, they didn't right. care. And not they were yet. like, really? This right. is what, like, after what he just did? <laughs> this is what you're going to play? And I'm like, Me and You. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, but. <laughs> what I but well, I had to do. I, I literally opened up for him for like two years before I did my first club on my own. And what it taught me was to know the difference between just because a song comes out during a certain year, which song is like the dreams and nightmares and which is just like. A Which song. Is cool. Yeah, yeah, You know, so I would play things in the wrong order. People will be like, and then I started to learn. And so now it's like, all I want to do is classic and throwback stuff. Like, I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> People will be trying to run from that. I'm like, I'll do it. Like, because yeah. I, I feel like it's a, it's a story and stuff that you're going on, you know?
0: 14, 15, 16, 17, not the most smooth years right? for no? you. Uh-uh. Um, but you have it in your head that you're going to, like, take yourself in the direction that you want to right. go, Right, right. So you think that it's going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. You find DJing. Mm-hmm. How do you like throw your entirety into that? Like how do I you
2: make my chemistry teachers Earth, Wind and Fire mixtapes and I go on tour.
1: With whom? Literally. Earth, Wind was... and Fire, by the way, that sounds like earth science. I, does <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> You get it. <laughs> it's
0: a good... Yeah. Um,
2: it's an above 25, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. party in okay, here right yeah, now. So yeah, it's a 25 and a yeah. yeah. um, But, you know, we're yeah. there. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't know about you, if you're in your ID. <laughs> um, but, so, um, I'm, literally, it's like I had this love for music, this newfound love. Like, I discovered all of this, like these albums and things that I had never heard from before that every like my roommate. That is um, college, was, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> it was classic stuff. Yeah. That my roommate was from Queens. So she was playing like Reasonable Doubt and like Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. I had never heard it before. And mind you, it had been out like...
0: For several years. Like almost a
2: decade by the time I was, you know what I'm saying? And I had never heard it before. Well,
0: so no hip hop in your, in your home growing up, Mm -mm. no music or,
2: um, gospel. If if I tell you what my dad used to listen to, I actually, Cassie, me and you, No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that on MTV. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I bought, I, I, the first album I ever bought with my own money was get rich or die trying. And I got like in a lot of trouble. For buying that and writing all the lyrics down in the composition book, and it was just like a whole. I like how mess. you
1: went from like zero to fifty cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's basically yeah, what. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I did.
2: Um. So I I like kept it cool for a while and didn't like do that. But my dad used to listen to Yanni. He's a, sure. a comp right?
1: New Age Yanni. Yes. Yeah. Ethereal yes. query. A- yes. Yeah Yanni yes. Yeah <laughs>
2: Yes Yes That was what was in my house And then Enya
1: too Like was it all no, like Those like just, Monsters of no, new age No it was just
2: It was so, it was Yanni I used to see him like Dance to James Brown In the kitchen And then Yanni And I'm just like he, yeah. Like literally yeah. Literally who, who and, are then, you? and then By the way
1: Now I have like A thousand questions about this But I, I feel like We should just like
2: <laughs> I know I yeah. know So it's like You would think like Yanni Yeah so that yeah. was like now, if I ever hear anything like that, I'm just like, oh, Yanni. You know, where is Yanni? Is Yanni still alive? I, Can I get think, Yanni on the podcast. I think he's First still all,
1: yes. Let's get Yanni. Yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah.
2: Yanni, if you're listening, we need you on this podcast. Legendary status. <laughs> is he on
1: Instagram? I don't know.
2: Let's find Yanni. Yeah. So, so I literally I didn't know anything. Like, and then I started seeing stuff that I would see on TV, but it just wasn't a part of my, you know, like daily and then like when people say like music saves that saved their life i think that that was what was missing and then when i like discovered it it really did because it kind of gave me a purpose and so a direction
0: what artist spoke to you
2: 50 Cent. yeah eminem yeah i was the biggest eminem fan just still am for the for the still
0: for the message or the lyrics or still i yeah. don't
2: don't yes i'll fight you i don't have a i don't care where i am i'll fight you and run out i'm loyal i'm very loyal let me tell you how loyal. The fact that music industry, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I can go like you know, just it's not hard to get to you know, just whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not the person who wants to, I don't even want to be backstage. I wanna be there. If I'm if I'm going to go. Well first and, of all, backstage is know, not fun. It's but like, yeah. Why yeah. do people want to be backstage? If I'm gonna go and go to a show that I wanna go to, I wanna go and watch, right? Mm-hmm. I went to Austin City Limits Festival. Yes. Right. And I was Actually, I think – I'm trying to think. Why was I – okay. A, uh, a good friend of mine is a trombone player, a trombone shorty, right? So oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So was playing, and he was like, I'm going to be here. I was living in Texas at the time, and he's like, I'm going to be here. And I'm, like, looking at the lineup, and I'm like, Eminem. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, okay, very excited that you're going to be there, seeing you already. I really want to go see Eminem, so I need those passes for, like, multiple days. And let's just, you know, figure it out. So I get – to the show and it's like when you're going to these festivals I think that might have been like the first festival I ever went to to be honest and you have to like it shows you the lineups and the times of like when people are gonna perform and I'm like okay they're lining up here and they heard this early I gotta make sure I'm early and I'm on time so I can get a good view and so I like an idiot because like a claustrophobic idiot because I didn't understand the festival thing I went like right to the middle and like as close up as I could and I waited for two hours and then I thought I was gonna die (laughs) so it's raining it's like muddy I'm sitting down my legs are tired and then he just comes on and I'm just like yes I'm (laughs) wrapping everything like literally like I've never seen anybody perform before and it was the best you know thing of my life and then I recently I saw him at Irving Plaza there was like a
1: he was at Irving Plaza. See,
2: let me tell you. When <laughs> you people know secret show, when people know you're an Eminem fan, they let you know uh, when stuff is Stan. going on. Yeah, yeah. Stan, yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, we got to be careful with the Stan. Yeah. The Stan. Yeah. Stan. <laughs> Stan. Um, so apparently, like, there was a secret show with some kind of like, I don't know, it was a bank. I don't know why, what was happening, but like Interscope had two tickets, and I was like, I better have one of those <laughs> tickets, and I went. And I was I had the best time of my life to see. What was him, it I'm like to Irving see him Plaza, yeah
1: in a very small space?
2: As soon as he I just I I didn't have any voice and the next day I might have called out, I don't even know. <laughs> but I was like, it was literally And you know Wait, does he
1: perform like the song, the hits or does he perform like Both. his all of them are hits. But first Both.
2: of all Both. All
1: all of them oh. are hits because
2: Numbers wise better than a lot of people I mean but here's my question too as because unfortunately I am a radio personality also so sometimes I flip interviews do you want the artists to be the same or do you want them to evolve in their own way so then it becomes difficult because then it's like they have to also then evolve the way we want them to evolve and it becomes like a difficult you know situation there
0: but I just don't want to hear him rapping like scientifically you know but maybe
2: that's where he's at in his life.
0: Cool, but that's not I'm also in a scientific yeah.
2: place. But I am. Do you want to talk about aliens? We can talk about aliens, even though he's not rapping about aliens. But we can talk about aliens if you want. Do,
0: do, wait, wait, do we miss <laughs> which which part of your life has aliens in it? Uh, all of it. Really? Yeah. You have an infa- You have like some sort of like. Well, by
1: the way, at this point, I feel like science has sort of come around that like everybody. Understands that we're not the only people In this world in the universe don't Or not people that. but like beings I guess uh-huh. I
2: think that humans okay here we go <laughs> all right. I think that humans Are, are the real aliens well, <laughs> I don't think that they're even suitable for earth Okay you gotta think about it like this First of all we're allergic to every fucking thing right? right? We're Pollutant. literally allergic to the Environment I don't even think we're supposed To be here I think it was an accident that we either got To this planet I think one of two things happened mm-hmm. Right either we were at we were like Some little molecule I don't scientifically know Um some little molecule and You were a we chemist, got, yeah. We got I know, but I should know. I know it's been so long. It's been so yeah. long. I'm DJing yeah. now. I'm DJing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and like the meteor like crashed in and then all uh, the little molecules like ended up here and then we grew to be humans, right? So mm-hmm. that's either that yes. or aliens were like, we're gonna place them here. Oh,
1: as an experiment.
2: N- no, maybe our we fucked up our other planet The way we're fucking up this one mm-hmm. That's possible too But I literally feel like We're not like Suited for this earth People have You know have there's like asthma? Lots of
1: like science That goes beyond Like you know Into what created the earth yeah. So it wasn't like We were like placed here
2: But I don't think but I mean, there's a lot of science about a lot of stuff. Oh, true. There's a lot of history about Forget a lot of stuff it. too <laughs> that 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 we also thought to be true that we no longer think to be true.
1: What is your? So, are you an evolution biggest,
2: person? Do you think I do we, believe
1: in evolution? Yeah. So, do
2: you think we? You literally think that human beings evolved from Yeah, primates, we, we from crawled monkeys? out of. So then, why the, are monkeys still here? The
1: muck, uh, because there was a mutation.
2: So you, and you so think some
1: some some did and some didn't, and it's the same thing with everything.
2: So, but what about people or the scientific thing that? Uh, Homo sapiens And Neanderthals Those are two Completely separate things Again like, because There is a mutation So there's and lots so. of mutations So we were yeah. monkeys And then some of us Mutate and some of us Just remain monkeys Yes But I thought It's like that, you solved it Yeah no, <laughs> no, we solved no, it right here. no No No
0: You believe in evolution too I do it, Clearly I do. if Eminem if started in one place And he ended I up in another I don't like you <laughs> By the way, I love a certain portion of Eminem's career. Right, revere it. Like, there's mixtape mm-hmm. tracks that, like, yeah, he did he, yeah. against ben, Benzino. Yeah, like a lot of Green Lantern stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we like can still listen to that. Right. The newer stuff cannot, 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 cannot even get through a track. Yeah. Just, just being honest. It was really great. I know, you out yeah, with so you. I know. Yeah. So I know. Yeah, so I'll talk fun. to you
2: later. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I understand that. Sure. I still try to give. I listen and I give it a chance. Yeah. Is it, is it what I'm listening to? If I'm like listening to Eminem, is that no. Okay. But, no, it's not, but, but you, I appreciate you, you it. And appreciate, I appreciate you respect, what Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. I respect him and I appreciate what he is doing. And I can only imagine how hard that could be. Sure. Um. To at this point in your career. And also when your life has changed so much. Have like, you met him? I haven't. And if I would, it would just, I don't even, a lot like, of, bad. a lot of screaming and yeah, yeah, yeah. I And I, I don't act like that at all so yeah. obviously but yeah, i would yeah. like i mean except for you guys right yeah, like
1: yeah Oprah, sure a total total meltdown when you I mean, came I mean, in here on the
2: Oprah. but you took
0: pictures for 45 minutes of our
2: apartment
0: sorry for being late guys
2: you know, i was in the lobby
0: <laughs> but he really meant to you a lot at that time yeah and that's
2: what i i think anything that you know you kind of can bring back to like a certain point in your life is going to be important to you and is going to be memorable to you. So I feel like that was him at that point because I was watching the music videos. I was watching things play out. I was watching him be this person that everybody, that either people loved or they hated. And I felt like it kind of, not that I was like, you know, p- locking people in the trunk of any cars or dragging by. Bo- you know, I wasn't doing any of that, but, or. But also, Tom like. Tom Green, where's Tom Green? I right. wasn't, do- you know, I wasn't, any of that wasn't happening, but it's like something about where I was in my life and what people were doing to him, I kind of felt like a similarity. But also
1: you guys had come from not like similar uh, physical places, Mm -hmm. but similar like emotional places where, especially like your relationship, I'm I'm not speaking. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like you had a, you know, bad relationship with your parents, Mm -hmm. a very bad relationship. And so, so did he. And so I'm sure there was a lot of like that first album, that second album, those Mm -hmm. must've meant like the world to you because now somebody was actually voicing. Yeah. What
0: and also you we're feeling eight mile is something where it's like mm-hmm. I'm going to make something of myself against all the odds and get out of town.
2: That made me want to do a actual like movie project story like on my life, because it's just very it's a lot to it. And, you know, some people think that, like, you know, you have to like. I have to like go and be retired and then do it. But I don't think that's the case because like my story from like start till now. So I actually wrote like I wrote a TV pilot. So I'm just hoping that, you know, I can figure out, you know, because music and and film are like two completely different places. So I'm trying to like maneuver that. But I think my story is is very interesting. Totally.
0: Well, already, by Mm -hmm. the way. (laughs) Do you and your sisters get split up then? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And what was your relationship like?
2: Um, I it's 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 you know, it's interesting, I think regardless if you're being split up I think also age plays a part in it too but I like separated myself too from a lot of things because my brain couldn't deal with a lot you know so as I was trying to make myself okay you know I had to kind of like separate from any drama any nonsense and it's like unfortunately at some point you have to be selfish or else you're going to be stuck in the same situation. So I was like, I have to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself no then one nobody will. is going to. And I also have these dreams and I have these things that I want to do. So I've got to figure out how to do it by any moral means necessary. And that's, I guess, kind of what, what, what I decided.
0: Did you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders? Yeah. 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 It
2: was, and up, honestly, up until like recently. I think people always get the misconception too. It's like they see you, but they don't know what it took for you to get to where you are. So I think a lot of people assume that I was given things. Uh, people assume, you know, that I there are certain things that I must not know how to do. People have done it for me, which is the, like I do everything, like literally everything, because I had to. Because if I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to succeed because I feel like I was always coming from a negative like I never was like up on a good spot and then it's like I'm I've got a leg up I feel like I was always five steps behind everybody and then I had to catch up and then by the time I caught up it's time for me to do something else well
1: but on that same token like if you're doing everything yourself Mm -hmm. how are you when people reach out to try and give help are you like accepting of that or is that like a harder thing for you
2: people don't try to do that it's been very rare. It's been very rare. I feel like you know a lot of the times too, I would be in more situations where people are were actually doing the opposite to like try to make it more difficult, and I don't know if it's you know i i I look at things differently now than I did before like I used to be like oh my god like what the fuck and then now I think like if certain things didn't happen the way they did like I wouldn't I would not there's no way that I would be for sure in this situation that I am now and also able to deal with it so it's like started DJing in Virginia then because I was doing all these clubs a program director of a radio station his wife was at the club so she hears me and she's like you need to talk to my husband, and I'm like, "Who's your husband?" And she's like, "DJ Law," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he was the program director, right? So he gave me my first shot at, at at doing radio, and then he has a heart attack and dies like a few years later. So, and I actually found out that he had a heart attack while I was on stage performing with K Michelle.
0: My God! So I was
2: K Michelle's DJ. She had, you know, she was she was an, an, a super new artist at the time, and people just started using Twitter. So I was like taking a picture trying to show the crowd like we're on the stage and I kept seeing like these rest in peace DJ law you know like posts and I'm like on stage literally about to DJ and this is like what I see so it's like the person who gets me on the radio who by the way is from Queens who by the way you know was always cool with like flex and would tell me like you know you need to be one day I want to see you at hot 97 but you're not going to get there until unless you leave this small place that you're at so literally after he died I was like I can't do this anymore and I left so I had like $2,000 I packed up and I thought I had so much money. That's like shit. But I thought $2,000 was going to make me like be able to live in Miami in yeah. South Beach.
0: So was there ever sort of the the feeling that you were doing this maybe not for somebody else, mm-hmm. certainly for yourself, yeah. but were you doing it with a chip on your shoulder to prove something to someone else? I feel like
2: I oh, yeah, I feel like most of the time it's like I've always been told I can't do something or i'm not capable or i'm not qualified or why would you do that or if i would ever want to do something any bit different than the normal path that somebody else wanted to do people didn't understand it. And so once you're doing something that's unfamiliar even though DJing is not unfamiliar but it's the route and the ideas that i had it was like you're fucking crazy, you know? So me doing well. I was doing well in Virginia. Like i was clubs every night. You know, on the round of morning show, I was like the the female morning show personality on interviewing people. That's how I would tell you started DJing. You know, for artists because as they would come in, I would walk them out and be like, "You have a DJ, you have a DJ." <laughs> so, A. Marie, you have a DJ. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm on the on the road with A. Marie, and it's like I would do that. But so when I told people I'm literally quitting and I'm leaving and going to Miami, they thought I was fucking insane, and I was not gonna lie, I was. Yeah. Because it was the hardest time of my life.
0: Well, okay. Before we get there, A. Marie um she came out with music again like this past year right yeah right mm-hmm. um and I, there were like a flurry of articles mm-hmm. on what a wonderful like human she is she's
2: an amazing human
0: can you talk about that mm-hmm.
2: yeah she's just I, I actually would love to see her I haven't seen her and I don't even know if she was if she's in New York um or if she knows that I'm in New York but i would love to see her because she they gave me an opportunity mind you i kind of lied so i want to apologize to lenny nicholson her husband who who was also major you know music executive um executive produced a lot of like classic albums i apologize for lying and telling you that i had dj'd before on the road (laughs) with people because i never had so i i literally walked them out and he i was like does she have a dj and he was like you know it'd be super cool if we had like a like a woman you know dj he was like you know you've done this before and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> never and then I'm, I'm thrust into like wendy williams and bet and all these radio shows and but i was like if i can pretend like i know what i'm doing nobody else is gonna know that i don't know and i learned that because i used to be afraid to talk on the mic as much as you hear me talking now, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the club, you couldn't even get me to say last call for alcohol. Wow, I was so afraid. i like, <laughs> you know, but then, it, because I did it one time, and my voice was so, like, scratchy and whatever, and I heard somebody saying, yeah, this is a good party, but that DJ don't get on the fucking mic, you know? And I was like, no, I can't do this. So, but then I realized if I, like, have, like, as a DJ, you have to have presence, and you have to have command, because you have to be able to say something. If you say, put your hands up, and nobody moves, something's not connecting right so i had to learn how to have command and i was like the only way i gonna be able to do this is if i try and in order to try i have to pretend like i know what i'm doing so once i like mastered that i just pretended like i knew how to do shit that i wasn't qualified for and i've been doing that for like 10 years now so (laughs) i was like yeah i'm sure i've done this yeah i'll put not only that i will music direct and put together her whole set and i did Wow. Wow, she's great though she's so sweet She's so nice.
0: So for you, it's just, it's diving in the deep end. Yeah. Obviously, like, you put in time at clubs, mm-hmm. you'll get better mm-hmm. the more you do it. Right. Did you also practice at home? Did you do anything in front of I, a mirror?
2: I would do a bunch of, I mean, as far as mixing and stuff, I would. But no, it was like for mic stuff, it's like, you know, I when I was trying to learn, because when I got to Miami and I had done, I went from morning shows to trying to get like an actual like shift on my own it's a different conversation so it's like we can talk here but imagine like you're talking by yourself it's like you're driving the bus how do you like start an open so I would listen to the radio and then when they would play like the intros of the song I would try to like talk over it up until like it hits the post so I can pr- try to do it because that's like I need a job so it's like I was in Miami and I heard about like a job there's a woman, her name's Terry Thomas, and um, she actually ended up hiring me later. She's a, a program director in Houston, but she had told me about a job, like a night position at 99 Jams, which is actually, I think Khaled started, yeah. that was, his yeah. bit, that was, that's the station that launched college yeah. car- career. Well, um the, really, Wait, the person? It at 99 Jams? No, was it
0: wasn't. No, 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 he was. But the person who launched DJ Khaled's career is sitting on the couch right now. Oh yeah, hey, 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 just, just, just <laughs> for the record.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 that wasn't the station though. I, I messed it up. The reason I said 99 Jams is because Jill Strada, who is now at 99 Jams, was the program director at Power 96 at the time. So there was a night show opportunity, and I'm like, how do I get this woman to? see my air check and get my air check because imagine how it's a top it's like number 11 market and they're like how many people are sending in stuff so i here i go with my handy dandy cd burner that i've been burning all kinds of stuff on which there's not even a thing anymore i like did like an air check like on the computer and i used some like old clips that i had taken i like made like Wait, can an you do check. it right now can i burn a cd here no. I <laughs> you, have a CD, rom- <laughs> you have a cd rom drive <laughs> i would love to brush it
1: Yes. <laughs> that is oh, exactly what you should have done should yeah. have, no. do you want to postpone for another time um, yeah, we yeah. Can, yeah, yeah don't worry next
2: time I see you I have a CD for you yeah. so I burned this little CD right with my air check and I went I had like I don't even know how much I had in my account maybe like nothing like less than $100 and I know I had I needed to get a little bit of gas I needed to get some food and I needed to get this job so I used the last little money that I had I went to like a grocery store and I got flowers and I was like if I tape my resume, which I printed out at the local staples, if I tape my resume, and this CD, like and I just tape it around the flowers, and I take it there, she's going to have to get these flowers, or else she's a fucking bitch. So she better <laughs> come get these flowers. You know she didn't hit me back for like two weeks. I was like, oh my god. I used my last little money to get these flowers from this grocery store. And she called me, and she's like, You can the flowers are dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Oh my God. So sorry. So busy. Like, but would love to like have you in. And that was my first time doing radio since, you know, being on this morning show. I had no, it was a disaster. I did the whole audition in pre-delay, which means like, you know, because of like Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, we have to have that whole pre-delay situation. Mm -hmm. But you can, there's a button you can click on the board where you can now hear what it sounds like live. Mm -hmm. So I left it on there. Which means I'm doing everything ten seconds too late, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it was she comes busting through because Jill Strada used to be the APD at Hot Ninety Seven. Wow. Worlds are so weird. Yeah. And so she I think she still had that hot ninety-seven aggression. <laughs> so she came in and she's like, What the hell is going on? And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So I leave thinking like, oh, I just ruined it, and she hires me. But then I get the job and I'm thinking everything's gonna be great. I'm like, oh my God, I have a salary. I'm like, I've got a place to live. Like, this is great. I'm like thinking I'm gonna sign my contract and she gets fired, oh. right? And I'm not, think- I'm like devastated because this woman gave me this opportunity after this shitty ass audition and she believed in me. And But I'm like not even thinking like anything. I'm like, well, I've got the job. I hadn't signed anything yet, but I'm like, I got the job. So time goes by, I'm still like doing the job for a few months and amongst other things. And then somebody else comes in as the boss and says that I wasn't right for that position and he wanted to work with the people who were there before me. So I got evicted from my house. (laughs) I'm like, nowhere to go. I'm like, why did I come down here? This is ridiculous. It just turned into like this complete mess, right? But I handled it well. Like I didn't go through there and start like tearing stuff up. But then I heard about another position where somebody needed an assistant program director. which but is But how like quickly, a
1: big job. right? All this stuff just happened to mm-hmm. you. Where are you in the middle of like this job,
0: like coming up?
2: So it actually took a very long time to get this job, but I was doing like one club on South Beach. But so how do you know one-
0: that this isn't like okay, you've gone through the worst of it? But how do you sort of contextualize that?
2: Um, I think because the way my life had always been. I literally think that it prepared me just to deal with okay, this has happened. Now, how the fuck are we gonna get out of this? Like, and that's kind of like how my brain worked how okay i'll have this meltdown but how are we going to get out of this like and that's kind of where just by any means necessary i gotta get out of this what i'm gonna do all right final job, right so i went back mind you this guy had just told me i was he i I think i went down to like two hours on the weekend which is it equates to like after taxes like probably like 15 dollars so i'm like how literally i'm like i can't like what am i gonna do buy flowers
0: yeah right i'm like i don't
2: even have money for flowers at this point so and like man he's a guy so I'm like <laughs> you know there's a job opening for an assistant program director in west palm beach and i needed to learn how to use this program called selector i was not qualified to be a program director which is basically running an entire radio station right so i went to my boss at the time who had just told me they didn't need me and said i got 24 hours until this meeting i need you to teach me how to use this right now please because i have to go ace this meeting And I have to get this job.
0: What was the format?
2: And it was an urban station. Okay. So I went from like a top 40, whatever they are now, I don't know, because they change a lot. But it went from like top 40 to like an urban station, but in a smaller market. So I went from like number 11 to like number 45, which was equivalent from where I came from. And, but I was like, I need a job and you figure it out. So he taught me, I went in there and I got the job. took me like a few months to get there. So I'm like living off of this whatever I'm like in motels going back and forth in motels and I'm like so worried that my turntables are gonna get stolen like I didn't care about anything else but I'm like they're gonna see my turntables in this car and I've got to get my turntables out of this car and I've got to like so every night if I could get a motel that night I would literally drag my turntables 45 pounds each up these stairs fuck my clothes my turntables cannot because yeah. this is how I'm making my living right go to sleep and then leave and, you know do it the next day so Were your
1: arms so sick? I was like in great shape. Now it's just like
2: a fucking mess because I don't have to carry anything. I don't even have to set myself up anymore. It's enough. It's his fault. Because I watched somebody set his stuff up once and the yeah. next thing you know, it's just like eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I get this job and then I'm miserable. Why? Because it's, because it's West Palm Beach? Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't what, even though I've got an office, this is my first time having a salary. It wasn't a big salary, but I'm 24 years old running a radio station. Literally, caught like dealing with label reps. No, I won't play your record. Yes, <laughs> I will play your record. Like I met—that's uh, where I met Karen Raid, who's a label rep now at Interscope. I met her for the first time because mm-hmm. she's having to work, you know, a record to me. And Eminem An record? No, no <laughs> he didn't have anything else at the time. But I would put him in the recurrence. I guess you're patiently waiting. Yeah. So you know, I was miserable. So I—I I literally. Did you like, give I yourself a?
0: A sort of time limit
2: i was just well so i left a little detail out about how i auditioned for love and hip-hop miami because they were going to do what love Hi- wait <laughs> oh god thank god i didn't do it hey mona so <laughs> so after after love and hip-hop new york season one yeah they were not going to go to atlanta they were going to go to miami yeah yes right it didn't end up happening so they went to atlanta but i was cast in the miami thing i needed money bro well, yeah like, wait I needed- how did
1: they find you or was it, was there like a general way. I was like, doing
2: club. I have no idea, but I wasn't and I didn't really know like I can't even tell you who else was on the cast. Like it wasn't anybody that you would think it wasn't, you know, and there wasn't really like I G people now is, like but there wasn't even a th- so I can't even like tell you who else was on the cast. But like, it's really like in remember. New
1: York it's not like Peter Guns is like making all the hits. It Got was it, like, right, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I literally don't even know if Shouts there was to Peter a, Guns. But yeah. there <laughs> wasn't
2: a rapper. Like I don't I don't so maybe that's why it didn't end up happening. But you know, I had a relationship with, with Mona. She appreci she was like, I don't know if she thought that I was going to be great on the show or not. I just think that she liked my personality. I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. And like my work is I was just like, I have to make it. I have to make it. Right. So I'm in West Palm beach. I'm like literally thinking I'm going to quit. And she gives me a call and she's like, I'm going to send you an NDA. I need you to sign it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so one of her producer people, you know, hit me back and they're like, we're working on this show. And the show is called, this is hot 97. And we would like to introduce you as the new cast on This Is Hot 97. Would you do it? I was like, of course I'll do it. Just give me a call. So I'm like, fuck this job. I quit this job because I like didn't want to do it anyway. I like pack everything that I own and I like move back to, um, I don't really move. I'm like staying at like in my aunt's basement. That was the first time I had been home in maybe six years. In Virginia. In Virginia. I went to an aunt's house and stayed at her basement to like refigure out my life and my life plan, right? But I'm thinking maybe I'm gonna get this High 97 show. Maybe I should be closer. This will be great. (laughs) They called me back and said, Ebro doesn't know who the hell you are (laughs) (laughs) and doesn't want you messing up the chemistry and doesn't want you on this show. So now my brain is thinking, Ebro does not fucking like me Does right. not know And I'm never And I'm never also, gonna work Ebro's here Also Ebro's
1: not in touch With the streets <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Of right? West Palm like, Beach you don't know What's going on In the streets of West of Virginia West Palm Beach Like what the hell So I'm de- Like I took it really hard I took it very personal And I took it really hard And I actually When I first got to Hot 97 I was like You said I would never be here <laughs> And of course He has no recollection Right No yeah yeah <laughs> like, right, right. zero yeah, yeah. Like a crazy zero. person Just yeah. going up to him yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you said it And I'm here now Ten to three No but he had no no. He would also
0: be like the type who would be like, "Well, you made it, right? Yeah." yeah.
2: And he was. <laughs> you're welcome. And yeah, at the time, he was you. program yeah. director, so yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I'm sure yeah. the show. But I, I get it. But it's funny because I've had conversations with Laura Styles since then, and she was like, "I remember when they brought it to us." Wow. And we were like, "No, fuck that." Know her, <laughs> and I'm like, "But it could have been me. It would have been great." So here, I, it's like I constantly think I'm about to get something, and then my life falls apart. I'm about to get something, and my life falls apart. So you're you so living at your aunt's the place. It reminds of like you know the guy with the diamond. And he's like chase, trying to get it. And then and he's it's like, like almost there close. and he turns around. Yep, yeah. Yeah. I was like right it in. I was like, I'm going to turn around. I started studying for my MCATs. Wow. I was like, I'm like, this is, I'm not going to. You could have been like, Dr. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> or Mr. Or, Pimple Popper. Yeah. Pimple yeah. Popper, or the okay. foot guy. That's enough yeah, show. Yeah. Enough. Enough. It's gross. It makes me want to throw up. He yeah. loves that show. And now they're doing a new foot show. Like a foot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're doing a foot show. Yeah, now you look at him differently. Les I do. Harlem, well, yeah.
1: Doctor
3: Pimple Popper.
2: Yeah, like, I
0: yeah. feel like I've learned a lot about you today, yeah. but I've also so learned a lot, lot about, about, you know, about him. Yeah, yeah about, Harlem yeah, baby. Yeah. 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 I, I thought you were Doctor Zismore guy. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm like studying for these MCATs, like this in is, Virginia. Yeah, in someone's basement, and I'm like, this is just, this is ridiculous. So Terry Thomas, bless her heart, she calls me again. And she's this is the woman's program director in Houston. And she links me with this job in, um, at, a, at a Radio 1 station in, um, in, in D.C. And I was like, this is going to be great. And I'm like, right outside of D.C., they're looking for like a music director. I was like, I could do this. You know, it's not. And I'm like, I'm close to New York. Maybe I can just get on the train, you know, do whatever. The program director there told me that I was not good enough to be on the radio. So I had already done mornings. I had toured. I had li- worked in Miami, even if it was for a brief time, I still worked there for like four or five months. I'm like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm an assistant programme. I'm like, you can running, run selector. I'm running yeah. the station. Hello, yeah, and now I am not mm. oh, and by the way, while I was running the station, I was also the imaging director and the afternoon drive person. That's what happened you're the when you only person in small- at this radio? That's, yeah. <laughs> honestly, in smaller markets, that's how it is. damn, that's how it is. So it's like people see, you know they take advantage of where they are and don't realize that you could be like in West Palm Beach and yeah. you could be, or even a smaller market and you could literally be the person doing setting up the tent and promotions and also doing the morning show because that's just, they don't have the money. Like that. that's just how right. it is. Right. So when she told me I wasn't going to be on the radio, I'm like, that's it. I'm just like, I just don't, I'm just done. I don't care.
1: Was there any like reason or was it just like,
2: I don't know. I just think,
1: cause I mean, I, think, I see you now and I'm like, wow, you're very polished. You have a very good va- radio voice. And I don't
2: think it was for lack of skill. I think it was for lack of, I don't think she, I was her choice. I think when people, which is what happened to me in Miami, Mm -hmm. I was not his choice. Somebody else hired me. So I think that Terry had got me an interview and I think that she may have outranked the person. And so she pulled a favor for me and I was not that program director's choice. So I don't think that she was going to make it easy. So I was answering after already doing radio for i don't know let's see 5 or 6 years i was answering phone calls and taking requests like writing down yeah. like the because and i was like i need to i need to figure this out so i was like you know what medical school it is and i'm thinking like what kind of doctor am i going to be wow. i was like oh, okay i like children but oh i'll be really sad dealing with some stuff with kids like what am i going to do so terry calls me back again and she's like you know what <laughs> we've got a part-time job in houston and the cost of living in Houston is super cheap, which it was. My apartment was by the mall; it was super nice. It was a thousand dollars a month, and also it was lovely. It, the food is great. If
0: it doesn't work out, Houston is a big medical city. Yes, so, I know. You know I can, so yeah, really, there's gonna be a doctor yeah, there. Yeah. yeah.
2: So she's like, "Just come on down here, I'll give you the part-time job, and then it's up to you." And I'm like, "That's all you gotta tell me." I packed everything in that car again. The car died, by the way, when I got there. But I didn't even have enough money for a, a hotel, and. I ended up getting one, but I drove 20 hours straight before I got a hotel and then almost made it to Texas. And I was like, I'm going to crash. And I went and I got a hotel.
1: Hey, you. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes. yes. Ain't that fresh? Everybody want to get down like that? I wish I had a little bit of mug. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's that. That's that. It was a long lead up for that. I think it was worth it. I think people I think it was, a, it was a good long walk to saying, hey, you should buy a mug. And I think everybody out there who's listening is the, the better for it.
0: Yes. For anybody who skipped over that and pressed that fast forward button. Oh, you missed it. If you're just tuning in right now. Do you want me to do it again? Go to itsthereal.com slash shop and get yourself a mean mug today before they sell out. We're on the cusp of selling out and you don't want to miss out on your mean mug. Itsthereal.com slash shop. Go there now. Hey,
1: you. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, uh, yes. Ain't that fresh. Everybody, Megan, right on the cast. <laughs> was that
0: one better? That's better. Okay. Do you have any really close friends at that point?
2: Um, I had, there was a couple that I had that I maintained from college actually. Um, my God, kids, mother, Jennifer, we're still friends now. Um, but you know, really it was like, other than my, my brother, Mr. Nice who had started me. It's like, no, because it's like, you start to outgrow people. Nobody understands what I'm trying to do. And yep. at the same time, it's like, like I had a best friend who we fell out because I could not go to her wedding. And I'm like, I don't, I can't, have, I do not have were, money. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I can't go from Miami to all of your bridal shower events your parties I literally don't have any money and she took it personally and I'm like I'm sorry like I can't afford I'm across the country trying to. like I just do I literally do not have any money and it's like you start to have to really work on yourself but it wasn't easy like I had really bad depression until I was probably about 25 years old but it was like a lifelong thing and then you start to learn how to deal with it and then when I started to become stable I tried to actually learn how to like cope, like cope with it in a in a better sense for it not to affect me. So mm-hmm. it's like at first I'm just like brushing it to the side, just you know. But it's like you can imagine, it's like. But I'm like, I'm I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be okay, okay yeah, right? So yeah. Houston was the place that really. I remember I I was very intrigued by the music. I went to the club, and the DJ was playing for an hour, and I didn't recognize anything. I'm like, what is this? Like, and so. I became very fascinated with Zero and Slim Thug and Paul Wall, Lil Kiki, you know J Dog, Bun-, like, Bun B, yeah. right? Who and I was able to bring that whole moment full circle at Summer Jam. But mm-hmm. it's like I was very fascinated by Kill Like I was like, I want to mm-hmm. know more about this. So when I had my first chance to DJ, I was playing nothing but that. So imagine the DJs that are there—they're <laughs> like. We hear this all the time. We want to play something else. So I'm playing <laughs> nothing but this. And next thing you know, Slim Thug is, is tweeting me like, shout outs to someone. So like, she's killing it. And so they were super supportive of me and what I was trying to do. And it was the first place where I ever felt like, oh, this is like a community. genuine. Right. Yeah. It was very hard to leave because that was my first place that I was ever stable. I was working my ass off. I was doing radio during the day. I got a TV job at night because I was trying to work on that transition. And then I was actually... I had an audition or an interview in in LA when like E did that whole like merger where they became like digital and you started seeing like a bunch of like digital people. You know, I was trying to I wasn't ready prepared at the time, so I get why, you know, I didn't end up being in the conversation. But I did go out there and have a go see. And so i go on just randomly. I hadn't looked for a job. I was like, I have a job. Like, I have a job. I have an apartment. It was a parking spot. I got yeah. a new car after my car died. Like, yeah. this is great. Like, they actually gave it to me. You don't have like, to take your
0: turntables up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I
2: have, like, my little DJ set up in my house. Like, there's a fireplace in there. I didn't use it, but it was still in there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, this is great. I go to all this site called All Access, and it's basically where... People, if you're looking for a radio job, anybody, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's Look where. this radio voice. Right? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for radio, no, that's like, like Delilah. That's, yeah, Delilah <laughs> and, yeah, Delilah just does this in her, like, in her house. But I think she did that before everybody else was doing it. Like, mm. she revolutionized the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, anyway. um, So, I go to All Access. Literally, the first posting says, Hot 97, looking for next midday superstar. And I'm like.
1: Fuck you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm like,
2: <laughs> somebody's not there anymore? <laughs> literally i was like i didn't even think that i would ever work there because yeah. i didn't i was like it's such a legendary place with so many legendary people that i'm like and they're just clearly doing their thing like i didn't even think that i would ever get the opportunity and then plus how many people are applying for this job i'm sure. like i just looked at it then i opened it and it said new program director pio Faro is looking to hire the next midday superstar and then my jaw dropped and then i was like oh man pio was the guy in miami who told me that i was not right for the position what right 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 so i'm looking at it like dang he's not, he, i didn't know you know so i ended up ignoring it right <laughs> i just like i was thinking about it did my interview, i went home and then i was like you know what so then all of a sudden i get a text message from dj zog who is a dj in miami and he's like is it okay if I give Peel your info? He's looking for somebody. And, you know, we all thought, like a lot of people apparently hit him up and was like, you know, there's this girl, she's really doing her thing. And he's like, I know her, <laughs> right? So then I hit him up and I'm like, hey, can I send you my, you know, my my air check through email, not on the CD. Yeah, <laughs> Can I send it to you? And he's like, yeah, send it over, send it over ASAP. Then I got the flu, not influenza, but like the cold and flu. And the reason I'm saying that is because I did get influenza for the first time two years ago and it was devastating. And I Wait, thought I there's was a difference? Die. There is like the regular cold and flu, and then like influenza, influenza is like and the thing dead ass that like, be, like yeah. It's literally, yeah. yeah, I got that. It's like the thing that like, thing that, like decimated York.
1: like people in the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not
2: like <laughs> blaming the subway or anything, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. my we, my immune system was not prepared for New York Or maybe City.
0: we're just all humans and like it, we just don't react. We're not to supposed to be here.
2: Okay. So, so. I didn't send him anything because I got sick. And then that was the only time in life that did not jump on an opportunity. Because I literally uh,
0: send me what you have and you said nothing. (laughs) Right. So that's the
2: only time in life that I ever did that because normally I'm like, I'm bro, I'm but I was like, I have the basic ass flu and also he's not gonna give me the job. Also, you know, my pride is destroyed because of what happened. So it just doesn't matter.
1: Wait, did you ever find out what he thought from his perspective?
2: Yes. So a few days later, he's like, where is the stuff? Question mark. Question mark. And I'm like, oh, God, he wants it. Right. And so I send him. He hits me back. They fly me in to do like a regular audition and did the audition. And he was just like, you were so hardworking. You literally like you did everything right. It just wasn't it wasn't a personal thing, which it wasn't in Miami. Wasn't. In Miami. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, but I never forgot, like in this situation, you'd be perfect for this.
0: Do you think that sometimes if, if we get turned down for something, right. we try to figure out between us. Right. What could it have been? Right. And we work double as hard yes. to make up for that yes. to fix my mistakes. Did, did, my <laughs> fault. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Did, yes.
0: Did you did you do that like in the course of your career from Miami to Virginia? to I'm sure. To and I'm
2: sure it was more than just that. Yeah. Mind you, that did lead me to like being evicted and stuff, but <laughs> I'm sure that it was more than that because I'm used to people telling me no. I'm used to people acting like they don't know who I am. I'm used to people acting like they don't know where I come from, even if they do. Um, you know, I'm used to being in situations where I'm like trying to get this respect that people act like, you know, and then it just started to happen, you know, but I'm just thankful that I didn't tear up his office <laughs> or say anything. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I was like, okay. Right. You know, K
1: Michelle taught you better than that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't her because she will tear up an office. Yes. But, She'll also
0: run naked through Atlantic records office. And but I that's love fine. her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love
2: her because she is herself and I'm okay with anybody being themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's just whether or not you choose to want to deal with it. Right. But I would rather you be yourself than to be something. just like, what are you trying to do? You know? And I still didn't think I was going to get the job. So I forgot about it and kept moving on to other things that I was trying to do because I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then literally it took like three months and they hit me and they're like, i to offer you the job or just send you an offer letter. And I'm like, and I just started crying. And then I was like, oh my God, then I got to leave here because I had never been comfortable in my entire life. Literally, never. And I was finally comfortable. I even had a boyfriend too. And I was like, this is just like, I don't know what to do. And literally Bunby said we love you but get the fuck out of here literally he's the best he is go. the best yeah you need to go like he said that he's like you need to go like you know we love you and we appreciate you <laughs> you know but that's where you need to be so i went and when i got here
1: hot 97 show was not on the air <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was not. I said Ebro, yeah. you know? But I when I even when I came here, I didn't have anything. And I think that's the misconception is like, you know, and I'm like comfortable now speaking about it and before I wasn't because you know, we li- we work in this industry where you have to appear and you have to do better or people don't think you're shit. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the jewelry, you don't have the shoes, you don't have the cars, you don't have the house, you know, whatever, then it's like you must not be doing it right. I had negative dollars in my account when I got here because although I started having this little stable situation I still was trying to climb out of 10 years of a hole that I was in from all the the shit just me trying to make it right then I even had to like buying boxes and even though they gave me money to like um to move obviously Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's still it's like sometimes you gotta come out of pocket for things and then I was trying to like take care of stuff so I'll never forget they moved me to to Jersey first I was in Jersey for a few months and then um, PO said that he was going to, because he had just got there, too. So we were in the same development, because it's like where the corporate housing was. And he's like, yeah, we're going to get on the, I'm going to show you how to use the path train, because I've never taken public transportation before. I'm going to show you how to use the path train, and you're going to get to the city. I was so afraid that I wasn't going to be able to buy a Metro card. I was like, the first day that I'm here, my card is going to decline, and I'm not going to be able to buy a Metro card. and how am I going to get here, and how am I going to get to work on my first day? And it was pouring down rain, and I had a sinus infection, and I went, and I didn't have a car. So I'm like, then remember the day before, I'm like thinking, oh, everybody in New York walks, but not in certain parts of Jersey. So I'm walking to this pharmacy because it says 0. 0.7 miles away. And I'm like somewhere I should not be walking in looking for this. Place. And it was just like. Yeah, that's like, not like
1: a walkable half I didn't, mile. Yeah. I
2: didn't know. I didn't know because I'm just like, everybody walks. You're you right. Know? I, didn't, I didn't know. And so, but my card let me overdraft 35 $34, you know how that goes. So I got a $34 yeah. fee. I of to wait until I got paid for two weeks. But, and I made it and I started and I was like. I've just hit the ground running ever since.
1: and so nobody knew what was going on. Nobody that's so
3: crazy.
2: People didn't start knowing actually I don't think people I actually didn't even start talking about anything until well I wrote a I wrote a book which I haven't pitched formally yet and then I started working but I started doing actually like I did a podcast I actually haven't even done a lot of podcast. Um, but I did one for Laura as we were talking about stuff and then people started messaging me saying how much my story kind of like resonated with them. And we didn't even get that deep into stuff, but it was just, I'm like, wow, I guess I'm at that point where it's like, I don't have to be ashamed anymore. And when I stop being ashamed, you know, I think we're also in a good space too, um, with people working on putting, you know, women in the forefront or helping that, you know, that I can talk about stuff and it's not like I'm looked down upon, you know, and that was my always my biggest fear. It was always hiding from whatever I dealt with and then always wanting people to either take me seriously or like res- respect me or I'm gonna get this job. and I was like, I can't tell people this, but now I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's fine. I went through mad shit. I was depressed for a lot of fucking, you know, years. And I figured it out. And and you know, all those. Exp- we're all human, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> all those experiences really did like. <laughs> no, they helped me. Yeah. And make you into who you are today and yeah. get you to this spot.
2: Because even now it's like people think like, oh, you've done it. But that's, I've got stuff that I want to do. Sure. That I'm working on that if I hadn't, if I wasn't so tough, I would have. There's no. It's like you would have been
0: working at the pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But Seriously. by the way, all that experience doesn't mean that, like, the moment you step into, uh, you know, the studio, that you're all set to go and right, experienced doesn't. and ready and all that. How long did it take you to feel comfortable at a 395 I was, Hudson? I, I was
2: terrified. The first, because it's like you have this stigma, and not to mention enough. He's waiting for this part of the story. Since I was doing radio in turn your mic on. Since I was doing radio in Virginia, I had wanted to be a heavy hitter so bad. Oh man, that Los was like um, at the time he was at Warner Brothers. I think he's back at Warner he Brothers now. He is back. Shout out and by the way, Huge shout out to Lose. the, the Lose, best. Like, like he's one of those people. I've known Los since I was like seventeen years old. To the point where he throws up if he sees me like. Looking somewhat like if I'm like, I'm like, I'm at the beach or something. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, he's known me since I was like a child. Also, child. he should
1: put on his clothes. Right, <laughs> yeah. Because he's
2: like jogging. He's and on stuff his workouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, but he's the first label rep between him and a Wilt Wallace that I knew. And I used to bug the shit out of him. And I was like, I want to be a heavy hitter. Call enough. Just call want the him. jacket. I just want, just, I want a chain. Or I want to go
1: to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, exactly. For the getaway. That's right.
2: And enough is, he, I'm like, call him, please. There's no heavy hitters. And that's I was in Virginia. I was like, there's, no, there's none here. Yeah. The closest is Lonnie B, and Lonnie B's in Richmond. Yeah. So call him. He's like, yeah, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him.
0: As soon as you play that OJ the Juice Man record. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay.
2: So, so. I don't hear anything back and I'm like so I'm calling Los again I'm like did you call him he's like yeah you know it's like I don't know if he's doing it this year and the next <laughs> thing you know I would see like new happy words I thought you said it wasn't so for years every time I moved markets I would say I'm doing this now I would update Los on my life now I'm here yeah ask him now yeah you didn't really hit me back <laughs> and I'm like he didn't hit you back but I know you guys are like whatever so when I get to New York and when I see enough, I'm like, hi, by the way, I've been trying to be a heavy, same with Ebro, by the yeah, way, yeah. I'm here now, take yeah. three, by the way, I want to be a heavy hitter. I've been trying to be a heavy hitter my whole life. And you have been telling me no. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so talk to us, tell the people, tell the people whether or not you knew I wanted to be a heavy I, hitter. I had
1: no clue. I really had no clue. And I was like, who is Losa? I, I, think, think,
3: <laughs> I don't think Los uh <laughs>
1: I think Lowe's
0: was just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, see? I don't think Los I don't yeah. even know who she is. Did it, did it, did yeah. it kill Still you so life. every every year they put up like an Instagram post? Yeah, it's I'm like, like it's like 15 new heavy hitters. I'm like, like bro. <laughs> looking like what? baseball cards. And yeah. I'm like, yeah.
2: this is just adding to all of the nonsense and all of the regions why I should just take my MCAT no um but then I became a heavy hitter with it like, <laughs> me being here um and now you
1: can't
0: get rid of him <laughs> yeah now I'm
2: just like now he's like are you coming to the retreat I'm like I'm trying <laughs> before I was dying I was on the outside looking in
0: how quickly did you learn to shout out all the boroughs and then like you know Westchester and Connecticut and Jersey you know, and it's
2: so weird it's like all of a sudden it clicks like the map mm. it, you go from not knowing and understanding to now I'm just like dropping over the corner something. but before I was like I don't understand like where is everything and like what is it's like a completely completely different world but what I always tell people too is like the younger generation Mm -hmm. even though I'm not that you know but it's Mm -hmm. like I'm like I think I'm like a young vet because it's been quite a long time yeah yeah but it's like you're the 25 and up party yeah I'm not 25 and up party. but Mm -hmm. I feel like people just nobody like wants to work at anything anymore it seems like and I've gone through like interns and assistants and things and it's like they assume after like two or three months some magic is supposed to happen and then they're like so privileged and I'm just like you have no idea you know but it's like they always said that it's that saying and I've I've said this to enough before it's like that you can make it in New York if you made it anywhere I only think that applies to out-of-towners I don't think that applies to people from New York though, because you guys are used to your resources. You're used to having all of these things. I've i mean, I get there and I'm like, Oh, what is all of this stuff? (laughs) I could do this. This person's over here. I can like figure this out. I can do this meeting versus, I think if you're here and everything's at your exposure, you're a little bit more comfortable you know so I was like I got here I was like I got all this stuff that I can do and I'm gonna just try to figure all this shit out and let's go
0: um did you get used to the city itself
2: the smell in certain <laughs> places it's like but now I'm just like it doesn't stink what are you talking about like certain <laughs> so even try I'm just like you know it's like what do you but when at first I was like I'm just it's loud and, and now <laughs> it's like if I go somewhere that's too quiet I'm like it's not loud <laughs> I yeah. need you know but now I just I'm I adapt pretty well. I think I've moved so much yeah. that it's like when I get somewhere new, I'm like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. You know, now I have to lose this Southern twang and just at least talk like accentless, <laughs> and then just, you know, because when you're around, whoever you're around, you kind of like pick it up. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, look at that. Same, yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you get to New York and you've, you've had so many ups and downs along the way, but, like, once you get to New York, it's just got to be so much easier, right? No.
2: I don't (laughs) learn how to take the train. Why? (laughs) No, seriously, that was, you know, I ended up either in Newark a bunch of times or I have ended up in Brooklyn, um, and I didn't understand, like, for some reason, even though we think and we understand the map, or you think you understand a map, two words were very (laughs) confusing to me, uptown and downtown. (laughs) I have no idea why, but it's because I couldn't figure out where the... Like where my job was. Like I'm is, like are we. It's up downtown. downtown? Yeah. <laughs> but depending on where you are. So what if I'm that's like, like. That's, d- that's I anything. Everything I is I did, relative. But right? I didn't understand the map. Hmm. So because I didn't understand the map. I'll get to the train. and i be like. Okay where am I? So do I need to go up? Or do I need to go down? Down. wait where were you living at this point I was still you were in still in Jer- Jersey I was in Jersey so okay. because I was in Jersey then I everything didn't, is uptown I took the path and <laughs> yeah. then after once I got like off the path I'm like I don't know where I am so I would always end up in literally in in, in random places but you know I, I definitely think that's like a common misconception it's like okay it's like you're here you've arrived you've made it but right. it you stepped off the bus
1: and the stars aligned yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. not
2: necessarily the case of course like everything with hot 97 it's 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 been amazing like i have full time it's very difficult you know to be full time anywhere in radio because um, you got to think about it there's five slots you have morning show and whatever that consists of you have middays which is what I'm on which can vary from 10 to 3 10 to 2 or 20 where you are you got afternoon drive and you have nights that's it and then sometimes oh, people sometimes it's full time sometimes it's not mm-hmm. yeah so you have to people then they have these contracts so you have to try to get into one of those slots and especially in New York City like it's crazy so obviously you know I'm super blessed and everybody you know is super amazing and they're super supportive you know especially when situations you know would happen. so it's like you know I got there everything's going good and then I wanted to do some TV stuff I started working at Fox 5 Mm -hmm. you know I was a reporter and doing like music I wasn't like Reporting live from a fire That's not my thing Right um, right. You were the I, person I laugh That was when like I'm chasing after so Like
1: <laughs> shady businessmen You were like Excuse me sir yeah.
2: That would be great yeah. I yeah. really yeah. wish I could investigate And do some yeah. stuff I wanted you know But I was doing like A lot of like music By the way your segment
0: Would be get right You know oh. yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Do I have to pay yeah. for that Will you clear that No, for no. Me? no. Oh no that's no, okay No okay. Eric
1: will that's, not clear that
0: As his lawyer
2: As lawyer will not do it We'll sign this paperwork No So you know Pay that man I was doing that Because it's like I feel like my next Thing, Even though I do do TV hits and spots and things like that, my next thing is either, you know, getting my, I want my life story either to be heard or picked up or, and, you know, I definitely want to work in the creative side because I feel like as I produce music, like, I think that's all a production piece as well, you know, but, you know, it goes back to what I was saying before about how you have to always appear like you're okay So even though when I got here, I was more comfortable with being who I am, I still knew I had a lot of stuff to prove. And I think the hardest thing, you know, being in this industry is there's a couple things. One is being a woman and two is being sick, right? So if you're sick, I feel like you are looked at as weak. And if you're looked at as weak, you're looked at as you're not capable. And even if you get better, depending on how severe it is, people might not believe you. You know, and that was always my biggest, my biggest fear. And I had a couple, you know, um, kind of pretty serious medical scares. One, as enough walks back in here from talking to his mother. Um, all of them, enough, enough has been is the best. He like that adopted he me. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> um, it's like he can't, you know. But I had a couple. I had a couple medical scares. Um, when i got when i got here i had like some some weird freak shit that's not even like important involving like my stomach where they thought something was wrong and it didn't end up being in the hospital like i had surgery and then they ended up saying it was fine and so it turned into this whole shit when i was like do i have cancer you know it ended up being fine so i'm thinking mm-hmm. i'm clear you know but imagine that happening like 6 months after you getting into new york city and yeah. just into a new job right so fast forward it's 2017 and like i had done some traveling towards the end this is right after my little kim halloween costume because i remember i was in the hospital and she had sent me a video saying that she saw my outfit right so i'm on the radio and all of a sudden i'm like something on my face like it doesn't feel right like i don't like i don't know what's happening i felt like a little like a few days prior i'd felt like a little like something in my arm but it was like a shock but i've had a rheumatoid arthritis since i was seven or eight years old so i had, when i was a kid i was diagnosed so um which i truly think that came from stress and from being in like an environment that my yeah, body just kind of was like what, what child has yeah, right i think my right. body was just like not knowing what to do. And that's how it reacted. My immune system reacted that way. And then I got, you know, so I've been dealing with that. So anytime I feel like I'm like, oh, my knee hurts or my arm, I'm like not. It's about
1: to rain. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm
2: like, I should be Jim Jones. Jim Jones is out here doing the weather. The weather? Oh, I my should, God. you know, my arthritic hands should do like, you know, I should be like, eh, yeah. spirit <laughs> fingers. Like, what's the weather today? No, so I I ignored it. So I'm on the radio. And then all of a sudden I'm like, OK, something is I'm like, you know what? I should just go to the hospital. Like, this is going to suck because, you know, I had dealt with that situation like a year and a half, two years prior where they like basically told me I had something that ended up being fine. So I was like, I don't want to go, but I should just probably go, you know? So I literally walked to the back and I was like, something is not right. And I'm like doing this thing with my face. And my boss is like, I mean, if you want to, you know, go to the hospital or something, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. So I'm going to like record my breaks and I'm like dip out. Right. So I'm like taking my sweet time. I go to Starbucks because I'm like, Ooh, they're like doing like this new pumpkin thing. spice, I'm like it's like some new something that they're. And I'm like, this is going to be like quite a trip. So I should like go to Starbucks. You know, I take the train to
0: That's Mount, hot. to
2: Mount, to Mount Sinai. Cause I'm like, I've got to go all the way up there. And I'm like, now I'm like really good at this train thing. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. no one before is excited. I'm like, let's get on the train people. Like, this is great. So you're on the train by the go way that's there. like
1: across town uptown yeah oh so God. i literally
2: no but then i take a little seat at the little park thing as i'm like walking i'm like <laughs> drinking my pumpkin spice latte yeah. just like chilling with like a numb face i go into the hospital and then i'm waiting in line in the emergency room because i'm like oh get to me i get there and i'm like yeah so like why my body is numb and they're just like nah! they call like this warning and they rush me to the back but mind you this was not the hospital that I should have gone to. I actually hate them, and I never want to go back there ever again. Especially, you know, it just there. You know, they're The Mount Sinai is the number one stroke hospital in the. Uh, like I don't know, it's like apparently really good, but it just they're emer- It was just. But not- it was a stroke. So yes, I actually had four strokes. You had four had strokes. Four. So this is what happened. They call me to the back. They say you're too young. You're in your 20s. You're fine, but protocol we have to call a stroke warning. Just like if you say, my chest hurts, you can have anxiety, but protocol. I'm like, cool, so I'm laying on the stretcher. I'm like, yo, E, I'm not in. When you come do the new at two, just FYI, laying on the stretcher, probably send him a selfie, just like, you know, whatever, everything's fine. So I'm literally in the emergency room for close to 30 hours, I think, right? It was a long time, but enough had come in, right? You can't go anywhere with enough, literally, (laughs) because everybody knows him. So I'm dying on this stretcher because now I'm like frustrated with life. So I'm dying. People are coming up to enough. Yo, E! Big Spanish! Big Spanish! Pop! We was with you back in the day when Big Pod was popping. Everybody who transports patients used to be either a drug dealer or a rapper back in the day. I <laughs> swear. Like in huge ass studs. They had like aviators with like the, the lenses poked out. Oh my out. God. Enough is sitting at the edge of the stretcher. And I'm just like, why? Wow, I'm here. I'm like, what's happening? So he's like, we got heard this totally thing
1: forgotten. up. Totally yeah. forgotten. Right. So yeah. he's
2: like, my man. He's talking to people. And it was like, yeah, we was on this street yeah. whatever. and then he was like let's hurry this thing up so he's like going around now that he knows everybody or everybody knows him because of you know mixtapes and whatever they're you all, know they're whatever. all heavy hitters yeah yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yeah. is a heavy hitter except for me so enough goes goes in and uh in the that somebody like somehow i like i don't know if i skipped a, f- a couple gunshot wounds i don't know what the situation was but i like i got in a little quicker and they're finally like okay we're gonna give you this cat scan right or MRI, I can't remember which one it was. One does one thing, one does the other, but whatever. And then they're like, oh, shit, you had four strokes. We have to rush you to the stroke unit. So I'm like, oh, now y'all want to rush me. I mean, not that I was rushing myself, but right. but literally I was in the emergency room for 30 something hours, and then now like, which is extremely dangerous because when you have a stroke, now that I'm like an expert, when you have a stroke, there is something that they they want to give you almost immediately because it's just what you're supposed to do. So now I'm sitting here after suffering. Thank God, like, so they do what, and they basically tell me I I had three that hit the left side of my brain and one that hit the right side of the brain. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and why am I okay? Because the parts of the brain where it hit, I shouldn't have been okay. Mind you, they were small, but they dealt with like function and motion. So the only thing that I had was a little bit on my right hand. Like, I don't, what do you call this?
1: Your palms kind or the palm? Yeah. yeah, but like de- Your whatever. Your thumb mound? <laughs>
2: yeah, whatever that is. It felt like cotton was like stuffed. Like like somebody like opened it and like stuffed something. I'm like, this feels weird, bro. And I'm like telling them like, this feels yeah. literally like, like bro. Yeah, yeah. this is weird, right? And all I kept hearing is I kept looking at like, this is the best hospital, whatever. I was there in the hospital for well over a week. I'm a very weird person when it comes to like, you know what, you're right, emotion help. Yeah. So people I'm like I just I'm very uncomfortable because I've dealt with everything on my own for so long and then my biggest fear was always asking somebody for help and they say no. So I'm I'm like I would rather enough doesn't count. <laughs> but I'm like believe I would me, rather I yeah, yeah. Believe me, yeah, I know yeah. yeah. But I would rather but then even then I wouldn't let him come back. I don't think I let you come back, did I? Yeah, no. no, I wouldn't let him come back. So I'm in the hot because I'm just like, my brain thinks, how are you gonna get out of this, and what are you gonna do? Because you've got all these things, you've got all these dreams, whatever. You're cool. You think they don't know what's wrong. And at that point, I didn't really understand what what happens when you have a stroke and long term effects and whatever. And I'm like, shit, I've got all this stuff. Like, I want to do these. I want to do this stuff. And how am I gonna do it? And I can't tell anybody. And sh-. and then if I do, it just sounds ridiculous. Like it sounds like you're lying. Like there's no way. And so like the left side of your brain deals with the right side, which is why that part of my and the right side. But I should have had like speech problems. There's a lot of stuff, and they couldn't figure out. So they actually let me go after having I had spinal tap. I had all kinds of tests. Oh my like god. my hospital bill.
0: Oh my god! Thank God we
2: had insurance, but yeah. I paid for some of the, like they they couldn't figure out. So they literally let me go, and they told me I had a can't remember the name but basically it meant we don't fucking know stroke we don't know how it happened so good luck and I'm like what take some take some aspirin good luck and I'm like so I'm in my 20s and, and I'm having something that doesn't even make sense so I sat on it for like a couple weeks and was confused and then was like you know what this i have stuff i want to do and i'm not gonna let this you know and you just like, so move literally i moved past it heard that moneybag yo was having a dinner told enough that i've got all these ideas i want to do this album whatever joey ie was sitting next to Money Bag yo at the dinner started talking very loudly about <laughs> what i wanted to do and then enough goes into the corner with him and has the little big spanish talk yeah so literally two or three weeks after i had my stroke i got a record deal
1: that's nuts yeah Also, it is also nuts that you don't have an R&B song called Four Strokes.
3: Yeah, I know. Yes, yes. I know, but am I a
2: lawyer? Am I allowed to use that? Am I allowed to use that? So then I was like, this is ridiculous. And so I probably went to it. So... Enough, kid. When I become like super poppin', like when my 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 goal is for like my TV shows to happen, I do the music for the shows. I put out my own sound, you know, because I'm really fucking pissed off that Pitbull did the soundtrack for John Gotti. <laughs> that shit makes me so mad. That's He's... not an appropriate, like, a Pitbull for John Gotti movie. I mean. Mr. 305? Right. Well, he's
1: also Mr. Worldwide. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's not appropriate. Yeah. It's not appropriate. Yeah.
2: So I was like, I want to do that, and I want to do that for my own stuff. So I'm like, whenever I get to that status, I'm sure enough is going to like send out like all the text messages I ever send him. Because when I've got an idea, <laughs> when something is happening, I send him like... and then I type like I have. um, I'm on Blackberry Messenger. Send, send, send. So then he wakes up. Oh, I thought that's like a telegram. (laughs) He, He reads it and he goes, "Okay," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I'm like, so I'm messaging him like, "This is mind you." Now I've got a record deal. You know, now I've got to get this song together. And I just had strokes and nobody has any fucking clue. And I have no idea why I had these strokes. And I'm like, this is fucking outrageous. How are they going to whatever? I'm on Google and WebMD is in the building at the station. And I like want to go down there and talk to them. But I'm like, (laughs) they're going to tell me I'm going to die tomorrow. So
1: it's it's the, it's carpenters, the union. It's Web <laughs> carpenters union, WebMD, carpenters union, WebMD, and ninety seven. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: I hate every time the third floor. I just go like this, and I look at. I'm like, you guys have ruined my life. Damn. So
1: <laughs> the doors closed. I yeah.
2: decided to go to a different hospital, which everyone says second opinions, but I don't know. It just I was just like, I'm going somewhere else. So I went to go see a neurologist at a different hospital she checked everything because they were able to go in the hospital. They looked at my scans. They looked. So when you have a stroke, whatever is happens at that moment is the damage Mm -hmm. and that's it. It doesn't keep going. You're not, you know, you are likely if you don't figure out what the hell happened, but they had checked my neck. Like I didn't have, like I have a friend that had stroke um, too. And it, 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 you know, affected him terribly, but he had gotten into a, something from playing basketball where somebody hit his neck and it ruptured something. You know? So it's like, I didn't have any of that I don't have high cholesterol I have low blood pressure like everything was fine so it was really like what happened so she was like we need to check your heart and I was like okay I think they did but they didn't so I went to a cardiologist um at Cornell they checked my heart and they said I had a PFO so what that means is I had like a tiny little hole in my heart that I was born with apparently everyone's born with it because you like feed or eat, feed through that. Does that even make sense? You eat like, mm-hmm. sure. yeah. you're, whatever yeah. breathe, You're eat. talking
1: to two guys who yeah. definitely know what Sorry. humans are. Yeah. I, okay? yeah. yeah. so yeah. 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 I almost took my MCATs. Okay. So I'm almost I almost know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. And so basically it's supposed to close. Oh, we're humans. Who said that? I said <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. basically <laughs> it's it's supposed to close and then you just live your life. Twenty percent of people it doesn't close and you're perfectly fine. Like it's not it's not a big deal. Unless you're somehow prone to clots which I also did a genetic test on that and I'm not so I don't really understand I don't know if it's because I was flying a few days before whatever the situation was I got a very tiny clot like very very tiny it traveled up my bloodstream and went from one side normally it'll go from one side of the heart to your lungs and it'll disappear and if it's really big, that's when you have pulmonary embolism problems like how Serena Williams had. Sure. But normally your lungs can your lungs are like, you know, they got this. They can handle it. They can break it up. And you don't even notice. But because I had that hole and I might have been moving a certain way. Say so I was like, I don't think I was lifting up anything heavy, but Turntables. something that made something yeah. that made it flat or made it the the tiny clot went through and went to my brain and shattered. And your brain is extremely sensitive. So when it shattered, I was like And then i'm on the radio and i'm like what you know and i got extremely lucky obviously so they were like you have to close this hole so then i'm panicking because i'm like are you for fuck's sake give me a break like i'm just literally like give me an entire fucking break like this is ridiculous and i'm trying to do these things all with all of this on my brain like I feel okay but sometimes when emotionally and health and stuff it's like you know so now I'm coming to work and I think I, I'm pretty sure I fell apart and like in front of Ebro and you know Ebro thinks he's like the natural doctor or whatever so we have like <laughs> conversations about that but my whole thing was messing with your heart does not seem good so it's like do I do it or do I don't like? He thinks I have like arthritis and stuff because I grew up e- drinking surge and like <laughs> eating fried bologna. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is pops- yeah, possibly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, I'm yeah, you know? wondering. You know, which yeah, is yeah. yeah. a possibility. But yeah. I'm just like, who wants... I mean, that's you know, that's I I. That's what the hell they used to give me. Fucking, like, you know, it was- where it happened to surge? So it's not uh, a thing anymore. Okay.
1: Surge was the lead singer from. Okay, um, stop it! it stop <laughs> it! <laughs> stop
2: it! So. I was going back and forth like, do I do this or do I don't do this? And I was like, I maybe I'll just leave it. But then I'm like, because th- then in like Mount Sinai, the doctor was like, you probably won't have another stroke. Like, he was very matter of fact about it. I'm like, you can't keep talking to me like this. Yeah. It'll probably be fine. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not that's doing on an Instagram caption. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. At Cornell, they were like, you, you should do this. They tested me for AFib first because that's another re- way you can get strokes. And it didn't come back as positive. And they're like, we know this is here. We've seen it. You should get it closed. Technology this these days, you don't have to, like, open yourself, you know, and do it. Yeah. And so, in true Megan fashion, I went and did it and told nobody. Because I have this, you know. So, yeah. I might have told, like, I think I told enough and like, And then I told my friends like three days later, like, by the way, I kind of just have like a heart situation, but everything is good now. And I think it was because it was just like the easiest way for me to like, you know, deal with it. But imagine telling that story and then you're trying to get things accomplished and do things. People are going to look at you like, sis, you just had strokes and heart procedure. and You think we about to let you come here and do this? We don't know what's going to like. Are you all right? But I literally was okay. I went to work like two days after that like but i wasn't even like i was i'm okay like i'm okay i'm actually perfectly healthy like literally i have the lowest but i'm a vegetarian like it's like i don't have like if you you're know. A vegan
0: then
1: you get Jane beyonce tickets yeah. <laughs> you do yeah
2: no, I'm not vegetarian though what about eggs
1: i think it's vegan right they said that if you go vegan yeah, you go then vegan they, then they yeah. will somehow like how know. will they know that's what i don't know yeah. please don't be
2: listening <laughs> Bay. i feel like i feel like she's a fan of this? of this. Of this podcast. I mean yeah. her, people her, her people are. are. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't tell, but I really want to try to, you know. Those are hard <laughs> tickets to get, even if you're like in the right. industry. Yeah. You right. can get like one. I'm like, can I bring nobody? No. Right. It's no. Like, what dietary
0: know? changes can you make to get M M&M M tickets? That's right. what you That's really the want to
2: real know. Yeah. that's the real go. You yeah. know, but um But you're all right. I'm fi- I'm actually I'm great. So then mm-hmm. after that it was like, you know, I think I'm I'm good with rolling with life's punches, but it's like probably but then I deal with it the way enough says I deal with it. A little meltdown, get back together. You know, you know I have things. I know no one's perfect. I'm still, you know, working on.
1: That's an Instagram caption. Things, yeah. you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, but I'm okay, and you know. I've, if I could do it, you could do it. That's, That's another I, Instagram yeah. caption. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my captions are so bad. I should, to, I should ask you. I should send you pictures yeah. and be like, what, what can, what I, is this? What yeah, can yeah. I caption what this? What cliches can I? <laughs>
1: um, so you have uh, a deal now at I Interscope. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to out, Joey and everybody. You put out a few songs. I have. Um, what is it like getting verses for you?
2: Oh my gosh. This is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like. Um, I mean... It's interesting because I've been doing this for as long as I have. You have to think about, like, the artists, too, that I've grown with. So it's like, I look at enough in his relationships, right? And I'm like, okay, he can just have these conversations with certain people and get them on the phone, whatever, because it's like, he's literally been there from the bottom up. But then there are artists that I've grown with, too, you know? Like, that I've known since mixtape days. Like, like I don't I don't have a relationship with, with Drake at all. I don't know him at all. Um, but I remember when... My old program director, the one who passed away, had turned down an interview because it was like, "Who we don't in morning show is the is the biggest, so you have to like, you know, be careful, whatever." And he was doing like a couple, and they're just like, "Who is like I don't know who that that's not for mornings. Like you could put him somewhere, you know what I'm saying?" It's yeah. like so. You I remember seeing that. I remember seeing Kendrick do a show at the Norva, which was a you know with like handful of people like I remember that and now it's just like so there are certain artists like and that's how with Tory Tory lanes that was easy mm-hmm. because I knew Tory back when he had first when he was doing mixtapes and stuff because his management is from Texas so when I was living there I met them and then when I got to New York and when Say It happened I was like one of the first people to play it and be supportive of it. So mm. he like never forgot that. So he's like, you help me. My first record, I'm going to help you. And because Tori is as talented as he is and he literally can record like, he can be in a taxi <laughs> and take like his phone and start like doing something. And then he like do something on his phone. And next thing you know, he presses send. And then it's like on all digital platforms, you know? And it's <laughs> like, it's literally yeah. that, that easy for him to do. He even mixes and masters his own stuff. Like people wow. don't give him enough credit for what he does. Um, but it was that easy to get that verse for him um and then hood was um for that for the first record on and on that i had was was amazing as, as well she had just had walking trophy mm-hmm. um and then we knew shaft because shaft used to manage cardi Party, yep. and so that kind of it all happened. but i'm also working on like other songs and it's like people also you know sometimes they forget <laughs> when they need something it's like artists I think some artists are getting better at remembering the DJ. And then I think some have amnesia. Not that you have to do anything for me ever Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. life. Like, you don't, I don't, I don't do things for you to do stuff for me at all, but.
0: Except once again, playing that OJ record to get on to the heavy hitters. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Understood. (laughs) Understood.
2: (laughs) Okay. Just just that one. Just that one. Um, Actually, the party that I did that got shot up.
0: Yeah. Um, In Mobile.
2: No, 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 no. The one that I did where all my stuff got stolen. Yes. Mm. OJ the Juice Man event. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. We have a good OJ story that we'll tell you yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I think it was. I think I think it was that night, or is it was that night or the night after? But I remember I DJed for him too. He's supposed so to be a really was, nice guy too. Maybe yeah. it wasn't that night. Maybe it was the the next weekend. But I remember it was around that time when I had like DJed for him and I was all excited because I was like, and I had to down rip stuff from like LimeWire, just a you know, <laughs> but. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Um, oh, song, 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 sorry. OJ yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. just completely just engulfed my, yeah. <laughs> so my thing is I'm okay with no. And we were having this conversation a little bit off mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we have that kind of relationship where you're calling me and you're asking, if you have the nerve to call me and say, I need this, I need this, can you help me with this? And I'm like, sure, you know, whatever. I'm not asking you have to do this record for me, but you can pick up my calls. You know, yeah. yeah, especially after if you know what I'm calling for, because sometimes yeah. they don't know, and then they answer, and then when you try to call back, <laughs> they act like you know, and I'm like, tell me if you don't, if you can't do it, if you're working on your project, if you're on, the, it's all fine, right? It's all yeah, good. right, it's all good, yeah, but don't ignore, don't brush me off, don't do because it's like at the same time I'm and then try to call back when you've got something that you're doing. Cause I don't enough. will know. I don't forget nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I forget nothing. And I will, I will say it to you. You drove
1: like, 20 hours to Houston. What? Like you think that, you yeah, think yeah. that <laughs> I'm
2: not like, hello. Like yeah. sometimes enough does this. <laughs> but then now he realizes like, you know what? It's just like, cause I'm just honest. Like I'm just yeah. going to literally, I would rather the honesty I'm going to tell you like it is, you know? And I, I don't, I don't forget that. But, you know, I'm also understanding that people have things to do so it's like enough will call you one time mm-hmm. you better pick up his call mm-hmm. if yeah. you don't well me I will call you 70,000 times because <laughs> I think if you if you think about how many times like you've watched those Khaled interviews where he's calling yeah. Yeah. if he has to call somebody a hundred times think about how many times I have to call them mm-hmm. which I'm okay with mm-hmm. you know if you're getting to you know whatever just be honest about the the situation Um, but I do all my records from the ground up so whether or not I'm producing them or I'm getting somebody to produce them or I'm adding on to it. Because I'm a DJ too. So it's like I'm not always thinking me, me, me. I'm thinking what is going to be a great sounding record. So if I hear something that somebody else did and I'm like, this is it. And then I think in my head, who could I get on it? How can I get it done? You know, are they local? Am I gonna have to go there? Can they do it where they are? Can I do a session here? Like for this um for for unsure, I had came across the beat um, from a friend of mine His name is Sam Hook And he's an amazing um, Songwriter And he sent me The beat And said that it was like some, Everyone has like Their teams So it was like Someone in his team That d- He said did the record So he sent it to me And I heard it And I was like Oh this is fire Like I want to do something with it So I sent a couple To Joey Badass And I did not think He was going to pick that one
3: hmm. It and doesn't sound one. like A Joey Badass yeah. beat at all, but right? But he was
2: like I want to do this yeah. And I was like Okay I'm here for it So he did it he knocked out his part um and then I was in a meeting where Ayala from Columbia when she was at Columbia at the time the best yeah Yeah, she's she's, when she was there she was like there's this kid we have his name is Young Blue he is amazing he's selling out shows in Jersey he's from Mobile and I'm like he's from Mobile (laughs) so I'm like I don't know he I didn't I didn't know him I'm like I don't know him can you link me she did he literally turned it around like 24 hours mm. and I was like, oh, this is getting interesting. So Sam had done such an amazing job on the hook that I had such a hard time trying to figure out who was going to do the hook because mm-hmm. he had already written it. Yeah. So I had just met Guap Dad 4000. The- that's that's okay. a man. Homie. So, yeah. So Guap Dad, we ended up doing a mixtape together, too. Oh my By God. the way, please check out Ten Scam Commandments. where oh He does the Ten Crack Commandments and teaches you how to scam. Now I am a pro. So nice <laughs> anyway, but so. Yo, now you get all yeah, of your now, metro you know, cards yeah, super everything, easy. Yeah, everything <laughs> is everything. You know I really want the Dizus and Merrill metro card though. You I have to go know, to 50th how, Street. 50th?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the closest one.
2: Enough when we're... Okay, we'll talk about... When we're <laughs> leaving, can you take me to 50th Street? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... I did,
1: I did say, by the way, it should be called Dieses and Metro for
0: mm, the Metro card. But That's a know, missed opportunity. But you know what? Miss- they didn't ask you, Jeff. No. Yeah, but, the, there's not one person that asked Nobody <laughs> asked you. <me.
2: laughs> <laughs> 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 so guap, guap, dad, guap Dad listens to it and our Guap and it's like, you should call Aaron Ray. And I'm like, huh... So I go through Aaron Ray's stuff. He literally FaceTimes Aaron Ray because a lot of people now it's like, remember when we were in that time period where it's like FaceTiming is just like so invasive. Oh yeah, now, still is no, no it's not no, it's it under, is. A no. Genera- it's under a certain generation. It's under certain ages. Oh yeah, not. people aren't even looking at. They use it as like the twenty-five and up. Yeah, yeah, it's invasive. Yeah, the under twenty-five, it's. No, people the only time I it. talk oh, yeah. to Rich the Kid is when he face, he FaceTimes. Right. FaceTime, yeah. FaceTime. Then I just start FaceTime, FaceTime. So Guap is FaceTiming Aaron. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> hi, I don't know you. I love you. Your music is great. I've got this hook. I'm having a lot of trouble. It's for my second single. Please, I want to get it done. Can you do this? I would be super appreciative. He was like, "Sure," and I'm like, "Okay." So just because someone says yes, it yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean. You know, oh yeah. no. So oh then yeah. I followed up as I do. I'm a professional. Four thousand times. Yeah, not mm-hmm. yeah. maybe a thousand. No, not okay. even that much. But he was. Um, he did. It, he knocked it out, and it was just. It was great. So I'm like on Pro Tools, just like enough things. I'm hilarious because it's like I like people it was like going into mix and mastering and I'm like can you just send it back to me and have me like nudge it because something is not
3: mm-hmm. you're
2: not you know because my ear I'm just like it's not just send it back and I'll just, So we're sending the sessions back and forth and I I'd actually had Joey do another verse in we went to the um the studio in Times Square and did another verse and I used a part of it for the end and so then I'm like I'm submitting my song it's all great and then I get a little message saying that the song is not actually just produced by (laughs) Sam's Little Homies. It's produced by, I don't know, super producer TM eighty eight and Super Mario. And I'm like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Me and my single number two budget and my I don't know them and my I don't know, like what I'm like thinking, oh I'm about to have to trash this single. Yeah, literally fourth quarter trying to clear it. I'm like, this is not because they don't. They could just be like, yeah, no, yeah, right, yeah. no, no. And not or we've we already we're already doing something with this, or you
1: yeah, know. or like not even because of you. It could be yeah, like you know, it could be their business with Interscope. Right. It could be like it could anything. Be, it could
2: be a we don't like the person that's on the song. It could, be, sure, it could yeah. be anything. Well, actually, we don't like you. You know, it could be you know, it's like. I, that's when I'm learning. I know a lot of things, some things are personal, this is not personal. Mm-hmm. So I like, I think I called DJ Bonics originally. You melt, I think you had a meltdown. I might have. Oh. I might have had a meltdown. <laughs> I have like. Bait, we get enough
1: is, laughing which, on the couch. I, 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 I yeah, think yeah, yeah. you had a, a meltdown.
2: meltdown. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're better at them now. Yeah, we're better oh, yeah. at them.
3: We've graduated.
1: So, <laughs> yes. So, the although don't I don't
2: last been, that long. This, <laughs> is, this is my cope. Everybody has their different coping mechanisms. Sure. Mine is to have a meltdown real quick and then all right, now what the fuck are we going to do? Because I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, now what are we going to do? How do we get to TM88? Because he has like, he's deleted all his posts on Instagram because that's what (laughs) they do. He's got one post. He looks like he doesn't even look at it. No stories. Like, how do I, who is he on? Like, what do we do? I think I called like Chris Green... And got Chris Green to call somebody, and then we end up with the wrong Will from like a completely <laughs> different organization. Oh, Will Desanba. Yeah, so uh, you should. Yeah, but yeah. we were trying. Oh, that's to why get you called DJ Bonix. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna call bonix bonix <laughs> was Khalifa, Taylor Gang, whatever. Okay, found him, and then like I'm emailing Will. And I think they're overseas. And I also think a lot of them are, you know, probably high a lot. You know, sure. Yeah, a little yeah. something. Yeah. So it's like. I've
1: heard on Wikipedia that mm-hmm. they smoke marijuana. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so it's Cigarettes. like.
2: So I don't know if that. But it's just like <laughs> the response time was just like. It was like. It's like say hey. And then 72 hours later. Hey. And I'm like, <laughs> we've got to move this forward. I'm trying to get this song cleared. People wonder why it takes so long to put a sign. Because.
3: Oh, this yeah. is why and yeah. i'm like
2: all right so i've got this song da, da, da. and i'm like i have i do not have a pride problem i do not have an ego problem at all i will tell you look because i'm like i'm at the point in my life where i'm extremely comfortable with who i am and what's going on yeah that thank god because yeah. then i'm just like so my name is megan wright i work here i have a deal with interscope but i've only put out one song I'm sure you know how that is I've got this record It's actually done We're actually getting it mastered And we're doing all this stuff And please for the love of God Can you (laughs) ask him Like I will call him I will say just I just need this This is what I have Can you clear this beat
1: And if not Send a replacement
2: (laughs) beat (laughs) He He had no, and I think he hit up to, They had, they, couldn't, they didn't even remember the beat. Oh, my like, God. Like, they literally didn't even remember it, right? So then I had to go find the original file and see what it was originally labeled as from when they sent it to me so then he could go and look it up. He found it, and luckily they were super cool. That's like, awesome. But then they, like, halfway into the clearing process, they're like, oh, yeah, when he opened the file, he found out Super Mario, who has done stuff with Drake and all stuff. It's like, he's yeah. also done that. So I'm now in dms on instagram so i'm like so if you ever see me a little silent on instagram <laughs> this is what i'm doing or watching like a weird british show but okay, okay so i'm like dming super mario hi smiley face <laughs> smiley face smiley face because that's just like i'm just talking how i would talk to anybody else yeah so my name is megan this is my spiel you know da da, da. i have this song please i don't because now you got to think about it. They've got they've got three people and my friend's baby producer. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? So luckily, everyone was, like, super cool. We go through the whole process. And then they're like, oh, um, TM said that there's a sample. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. So I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm playing, my, I'm like calling enough. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. This is just so much. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get this fucking song out. I was like, why do we even do this in the first place? Oh like God. why? And then I remembered why I do this in the first place is because I was like, I have, I have an ear for making. Good music and I help a lot of I'll my friends yeah. I'll sit in studio sessions I'll help like label you know pick the singles and I'm like I should just do it myself but then I'm like holy shit it's just me it's me and enough it's like team <laughs> team Megan is like me and enough so I'm like playing the beat Shout-outs to Shazam, plug. (laughs) And I'm like Shazamming the the intro part because I'm like, that's got to be the sample. And then a song pops up, and I'm like, that's them. So I send it to the label. I'm like, this is who they are. Figure out. Luckily, the publishing company was a, I don't know the word, subsidiary of Universal, which Interscope's under Universal, so it would be fine. So they're already started, and then all of a sudden, we get an email from uh, one of their lawyers Like oh yeah There's this sample And this is what it is I'm like I know There's this sample And then they're like I don't know if this is Going to cause any problems and I'm like oh. Then you have to sign Side artist agreements With everybody mm-hmm. Right Yeah So You've got to find people And now it's no longer The artist Which you It's not their fault You've got to hit their people So now Their people Have to agree Or say It's cool For whatever the artist says Or say nah Like why the fuck Would he say that Because technically you're not really supposed to ask them anyway it's the million you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. they could offer something and so then i'm just like luckily n- that whole part was as calm and cool and then someone called me and asked me for the lyrics so i'm like listening and i'm like i'm trying to decipher blue and i'm like this is just i was like i'm not calling anybody else and asking for anything because it'll take days and yep. then finally it <sighs>
0: this is like
2: so that's how you do the blueprint oh yeah it really
0: yeah. is like that's exactly what yeah. you go through
2: <laughs> yeah literally um, is your next yeah. song
0: going to be just be solo? Yeah. yeah. I
2: have, I have an idea. I know, right? Yeah. I'm going to like produce something and then I'm going to just use my voice and do like a DJ break. And then yeah. that's just going to be what it is. Well, well so you get now. Yeah. Just like this is this is now what it has come to. All right. Yeah. A DJ break album 2019 because we haven't got any DJ breaks recently.
0: How did you decide to have your DJ drop be what it is?
2: Because I was, it's, it's very like what the fuck. It's right? like <laughs> what's happening. So because my in the mix DJ drops are a lot more aggressive. outs mm-hmm. to Maino, because when I first got here, I didn't have any. So he like yeah, Megan oh, right. So, and also a baby, someone's random baby was like at the station and I was like, can you say Megan, right? She was like, Megan, Wright." So I used that. But then I didn't want to call her and ask, because now I know how to clear things. So now yeah. I got to find this baby. Right, and right. Talk to her lawyer. And talk to the baby's lawyer and right, say, yep. can you clear this? And then I'm sure Mayno wouldn't have given me a problem. Right. But still, I was like, you know. So I noticed that being a woman and all and being in this industry, I can so say we're all here. Right, which so somebody, I will. Which, yep. we are, <laughs> which we are. We are actually. I will.
1: I will agree. <laughs> on yeah, your definition of yeah, like, yeah, what here, yeah. What is here? What is here? Yeah. When Virgil Abloh says here, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So someone walks in. What they're going to do is they're going to say hi to you. They're going to say hi to you. going to say hi to you. They may or may not say hi to me. Pay attention to that from now on. When you're out and there's like a woman. Are with you they're mm-hmm. gonna walk around and there's a couple reasons why i don't give a shit if it's a masculinity thing and they're like they're assuming that i'm someone's girl why are you not assuming that he's someone's boyfriend right. <laughs> like, right that like you should say hi to me you know and that happens and people do that and i think it's very like like or ignore the fact that like i'm even there yeah or just assume that and so i'm constantly hi i'm megan yeah constantly Constantly and so it started off as a joke (laughs) and then it became like okay well I'm doing something different so I'm kind of like introducing myself and also I do have like the aggressive DJ voice but I'm literally constantly saying hi I'm Megan constantly over and over and over again so I was like fuck this yeah this is what I'm doing and I just
0: I think what's really impressive is uh, that you've done all this on your own for so long Mm -hmm. and that's not normal you know yeah. that's not what everyone does yeah. and for you to overcome so much is really significant and amazing and you should feel really proud of yourself oh, that you. you've made it through all of that stuff yeah uh to get to this point
2: I didn't start getting help until I think I got here you know enough has been super helpful um, I'm sure I drive him crazy sometimes um, not a lot though, right? E, just not. No, not a lot. <laughs> no. Don't. don't 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 don't. It's divertido, do No, don't. don't, don't just, I don't even know what you said, but I I said also, it was fun. He also doesn't speak Spanish, so it's what? fine. I told you that earlier. Yeah, he does yeah. Don't let him fool you. Don't saying, turn his yeah. mic on. Don't <laughs> turn his mic on. Don't turn his mic on. You know. Don't. Um, but it's been like, normally. I'm convinced. I'm. I'm. It's getting better where I'm, I'm used to being like, I can do this. Please believe that I can do this. Please be interested in what I'm doing. You know, um, igno- not even that I want acknowledgement for other people, but because it'll give me an opportunity. Like, can we, you know, and um, I have a, another manager that helps me with my, uh, my TV stuff. Her name is Josanne, and she, you know, was also another person who, when she saw me and heard a little about my story, You know, I mean, I argue with her definitely for sure, but (laughs) no laughing, but because I'm always like, I'm very passionate about what I'm doing, but she was like, I believe in you, you know? So you would, I'm hoping that that continues because I understand like help is important, but you also can't make somebody help you. And for like, also, unfortunately. That's a good Instagram. Yeah, you can't make, (laughs) hashtag. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Listen, um, I'm glad we got to fully meet you today. I'm Thanks. glad we heard your whole story um, it's, it's amazing what you've accomplished It's amazing what you're Bound to accomplish
2: Thank you, thank Music, you Music,
0: film, TV, whatever i
2: my new song It's called Insure featured Joe Badass Young yeah. Blue and Aaron Ray
0: And, um, and TM88 TM88 yeah. Super Mario <laughs> Victory Bell
2: <laughs> Mixed and Mastered by and Sam's it's producer just like, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that just Sam Hook And
0: class. Megan, in, in the words of our Great mutual friend Bun B We love you now get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A waste time with it's the real jeff if you want to find out more about us i'm eric your jeff curly hair glasses together we are it's the real no apostrophe, no spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If people want to find out more about that other podcast that we have called Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Read the Movies, they're separate podcasts. Go subscribe to both. Jeff, if people want to find out more about what's going on with us, where can
1: they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com I-t-s-t-h-e-r-e-a-l.com. It's The Real. No apostrophes. no spaces. You can always sign up for our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or Pippa, or CastBox or wherever the fuck you listen to your podcast it's there go to all those different services if you want to sign up for our newsletters on it's if you want to buy a mug it's on it's slash shop same with t-shirts t-shirts for sale at it's slash shop uh, if you want to find us on social media we are at it's on twitter at it's the on facebook at it's the on
0: instagram Jeff now is the time where we have taken submissions we have asked people who they want to hear On episode number 250, our landmark podcast episode on the way. And you, my friend, have the task of reading all of them right now. All right, I'm going to shout
1: out the people who actually made the suggestions. I'm not going to say who they wanted to to actually have on because I don't want to come across as a judge. Okay, okay, so here we go. So I'm just going to shout out the people. Shout out to Thrice Harper, El sheetsy 26 Cash Money Josh, Slay Jeremy Slay, AJ Fried Rice, great name, Trav Dave from oh, uh, Columbus, Ohio, almost stumbled over that, Caldwell Will Do. I want to shout out G's Louise, Cousin Lou, Gordo Ramsey. I want to shout out Ash the Stampede, Max Julian. I want to shout out Born. American18 I want to shout out Matzo Ballin Great name I want to shout out DJ Booth EIC That's a Z over there I want to shout out Jonathan Mena I want to shout out St. Ishmael And Twitter Sucks And Incognito I want to shout out TK Cecil And Wale Different Wale Different Wale I want to shout out Bai Wu I want to shout out The J Bills I also want to shout out Jason's Vision Up in the Bronx I want to say I want to shout out Mikey G's who said that we should consider him for the podcast He sells real estate to help fund his music business For the artists that he manages there in Arizona Shout out to him Shout out to Mikey's G's, Hip Hop by the Numbers Also Brandon Irick, Winnie's World The Street Legend Shambreze 565 Devin No One Cares C.N. Rondo O.G. Beak New Face down in Atlanta I Am Allison I want to shout out Super Engineer michael birch from the upper west side i want to shout out i am rels i also want to shout out Riri's unicorn piñata hashtag topanga hive kev the poet von underscore gum i also want to shout out will goodlife and i p t y z i l t l not gonna pronounce that one (laughs) i don't i don't know how to pronounce it not gonna pronounce it i want to shout out ain't no Jigga.
0: i want to shout out okay ray and i want to shout out larry g and jeff i want to give two shout outs two birthday shout outs one to our friend Teray from coney island now living down in atlanta and also our big homie our og the trill og Bun B from Port Arthur, Texas, now living in Houston, Texas. Big birthday shout outs to Teray and Bun B. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week.